What's up? It's episode 111. Had on Luke Hader. He is a local musician. He's been part of several bands. He's in a new band called Rain Division. You might have seen him on The Leo. They were uh, all over the place in Amarillo, part of the music scene here. I don't know what genre you want to call it. I think he was saying uh, pop while we were recording. I waited a week to upload this one just so I have enough time between episodes you know don't want to put them all out at once just to make sure everyone gets time to listen to everything so thanks for listening as always you guys are awesome what went on lately i think uh since we last spoke we did a show at six car and it was wild we had to turn people out um turn people from coming inside that's what i'm trying to say people couldn't come in because there were so many people already inside the building so i appreciate that a lot i've never sold out a show like that before and we're definitely going to go back to that brewery and kick some more ass. It was really exciting. A lot of people were hyped about it. And I can't wait to go back again. And then I got invited to the Lubbock Laugh-Off again. That little competition they do between six people. And had a great time. Didn't win this time. But uh, Cole Walker-Hedrick won. And he's a he's a funny man. And he deserves it. There was also a meltdown, which is really cool to see. It was fun to be a part of. And that's part of uh, you know stand-up comedy part of i guess doing art in general is uh sometimes things go really bad and uh, a fight almost broke out but we recovered and still had a good night so thank you to lubbock and all the comics out there who invited me on and wes nessman for being a kick-ass host and every comedian who competed against me you guys are cool as hell and you know i might be back i don't know i mean of course i'll be back but i don't know if i'll just laugh off for a while i already won it once i don't i don't need to win it again i'm gonna try to hit some mics out there though you know, there's a lot of talent over in Lubbock, so that's fun to see. It's fun to get that competition in. What else? January 31st, we have a show at r and I don't know if I've plugged this on the last episode. But yeah, 31st R&R Backroom. Go check it out. It's going to be a good time. We have an L.A. comic headlining. He's on his way to a comedy festival in Paris, Texas, which is random. I didn't know there was a comedy festival there, but there is in tiny little Paris, Texas, so... This is the halfway point, I guess. I don't know. Not halfway, but on the way. Anywho, that's uh, what's in store for January. February 8th, we've got a comedy show at Cactus Bar. It's Saturday, February 8th. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to get Gary Dorsey from Lovick on that show. Gary Dorsey and Mr. Skip. Very funny guy. Uh, he's got this little bit he does called uh, Dirty Gary, and it's hilarious. So I'm excited for that. Uh, what else is going on in the world? Not much. Podcasting, working, um, following my dreams and shit. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I had on Luke Hader, as I mentioned earlier, great lead singer. He knows a lot about music. He said a lot of words I didn't understand. I had to ask him to repeat things and and uh, define things. But he's an awesome guy. He's a lot of fun to be around, and we had a great episode. So I hope you enjoy it. The intro song is not out yet, so I can't leave a link. But it's dropping on Valentine's Day, so be on the lookout. And it's a new word I learned. So I hope you guys have a good time listening. Thank you very much. All right, we're recording. Sick. Turn it up. I know I could be a better man, but I just can't stop thinking about all the we could have.
right, you're listening to episode 111 of Clemente's Corner. I'm here with Luke Hader. Did I pronounce that correct? Yes. Yes. I'm so glad. It. I was hoping it wasn't like, you know, pronounced like Heater. It looks it or looks Hyadair it looks to be pronounced Hyder, but it's totally not. Yep. How's it going? Awesome. Pretty good, man. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing Thanks well. Excited on. to be here. New track, Ambivalence. I've always read it Ambivalence. It does appear to to be pronounced that way. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't flow as well in the song if uh, if that's how it was pronounced, though. So I'm glad it's no. That's that's that one of those <laughs> those ones one of those words I've always like misread or like pronounced wrong. Like uh, you know, like when someone dies and they release their dead person's music, it's called posthumous. Yeah, I think yeah. The word. Post, posthumous. It looks posthumous. to be it looks to be pronounced that way. I don't yeah. actually know the correct way to. I, I saw someone. I heard someone say posthumous and i was like oh shit because i was saying i've been saying posthumous my whole life oh i added, fuck. I added an r yeah that's, I don't that's know. not good that's not the place to add the r <laughs> i might have slight dyslexia i, I look <laughs> dude i don't know if you know this but i straight up actually do have dyslexia do you that is a it is a uh it's a troublesome thing I'm sorry for your loss yeah it fucking sucks does it still affect you as an adult um no, it's not something you grow not, out of is it no i'm well the, there have been people there have been people that have it's kind of worn off as they got older. Mm-hmm. Um, mine's just getting worse, actually. Really? Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I'm actually not dyslexic. I'm dyscalculic. Okay, so oh, you can't do it's, calculus. It's numbers. Yeah, I also can't do calculus, but I also <laughs> can't. I also can't tell the difference between a eight or a nine or a three or all of those. So, really? Yeah, it's pretty fucked, dude. Like it's, even basic math is kind of like ah. Yeah, as long as it's not written down, I guess. Yeah, well, it's like. I can't do basic mental math as mm-hmm. an adult, and it's quite embarrassing when I'm at work and I have to like let my boss count the money. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, it, it happens, dude. It's just a thing. Learn to deal with it. I could have like cancer, but mm-hmm. so is there I like? Because uh, I know like when kids had dyslexia in elementary school, they would give them like this piece of paper uh-huh. to put over the paper, and it would like unjumble the letters for them. Maybe I don't know how it works. So what it does is it it changes. It kind of changes the font of it. So, and there's certain fonts that are like, that are chill. Um, yeah, but chill there's fonts. certain fonts like that, that are totally not <laughs> <laughs> chill fonts. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a struggle, but, but we're here, we're out here mm-hmm. doing it. Good thing I'm not mm-hmm. uh, using any of the, any of the knowledge I was given in uh, school. Absolutely. In real life. Yeah. Don't need it. Don't drop out of school, kids. Or, or yeah, don't do that. Don't or, drop out of do. high school at least. You can drop Maybe. out of college. That's fine. You can also drop out of high school. It yeah, kind of depends. I guess whatever your whatever you know, floats your boat. If you if you're if you're balling out of control in high school and you've got it going for you, just get after it. <laughs> uh, no, I was gonna ask if there's like um, training you can do for your brain to like fight against the the miscalculations. Not really. No. Like there's no. some there's some strategies that I have like memorization mm-hmm. of of certain mental math things that might pop up in real life but other than that nope that's it's rough really a, yeah it's fine it happens it's a tough calculator one. calculator yeah. can help on that's occasion true. so <laughs> absolutely do you work in like a uh, a cash handling job no i well yeah kind of i uh work at a cell phone repair shop nice. so yeah we just uh fix phones and sell them so mm-hmm. handling money but not like not if I not could not work at a bank though. Yeah. Like I'd be like I'd get fired immediately. They'd be like, "This is the fucking worst employee for this job." <laughs> That's funny. So let's talk about the new single. Um, I didn't know you had a new band. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yes, it's called Rain Division. Rain Division. Mm-hmm. I like that. R A I N. Yep. Or like 
Okay, now I was thinking yep. the other rain maybe. That's fun. That's exciting. How yep. long have you guys been uh, uh, outfit? So um, my previous band, the Leo, kind of split up. In it is the Leo. Yeah. Damn it. See, that's a big. <laughs> that's a huge thing with with the new band is because I said the name of the band and you knew what I said mm-hmm. and it was super tight because mm-hmm. every fucking time I ever said the name of the Leo to anybody, mm-hmm. they're like how do you spell that? How do you spell that? Like if you didn't, if you haven't seen it written down a hundred times, you'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> and, and I truthfully, I didn't even really know how to pronounce it. It sounds so fucking dumb, mm. but it's just like, uh, it was, I've never been good at band names, but this mm. one I'm finally proud of and nice. I'm sticking with it and it's good. But, uh, after the Leo split up, um, there was just too many member changes and, the music was going towards more of a pop direction, as you can hear from what it what it was kind of like a post hardcore, like heavier rock style. So it's kind of gone to more of a accessible direction. So I felt that uh, changing the name would be good, It'd be nice. good to start fresh. So that's cool. Pretty stoked about it. No, I um it. I originally said the Leo, but then somebody I I don't know who it was. I don't even remember now. But they were like, "Do you mean Thalio?" Oh my was, god, dude. Like, I got so shamed funny. for pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> okay. On that topic, my first band was the fucking worst band name though. Like, I have so much respect for a good band name mm-hmm. after all these all these encounters that I've had. So my first band name was called Silent Terrace. I don't know if you remember that. That was it was about no. three years ago. I don't even so it was think spelled, I was. It was spelled S I L E N T E R R A C E. So it's like silent and then like the word terrace, but it was like mm-hmm. one. Silent and it was terrace. cool and edgy, right? And it's the worst fucking band name ever because imagine about being about to go on stage mm-hmm. and someone is like, and up next we have Silent Terrorist. <laughs> silent yeah, Terrorist. That happened literally three times. We've got <laughs> Silent Terrence. Dude, it was the fucking worst thing ever. Yeah, so. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it was. I've never been good at band names. That's but. funny. You guys should have came out with like uh, the the headgear, you know, like. Oh yeah, the nine eleven terrorists. Yep. I don't. I think that would not have bode well with most. <laughs> but <laughs> looking back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. <laughs> Silent terrorists just come out and don't make any noise. Just like, oh god, <laughs> have everything unplugged. <laughs> Or just crank everything really fucking loud. Yeah. So when we turn everything on, it's just like sounds like a you know casual bomb. Silent terrorist. That's, <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can see that's that's a big uh, that's a big word for uh, lead singer with dyslexia. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's it's uh, never been good with literature in in the written or reading format. But yeah, this band name, this band name, I'm I'm pretty stoked. I'm solid. I'm solid about it. It's uh, it's a good. It's a good one, and the branding will be a lot easier, mm-hmm. so it's readable, and yeah. people know how to say it, so yeah, mission division. accomplished. That one's it's easy. pretty cool, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you could mess that one up. It'd be pretty fucking hard. Now, that, now you can maybe think rain as in like rain, like yeah. like leader uh-huh. or whatever, but the, lo- the logo is a lightning bolt with two raindrops in like the shape of a division symbol, so... Should be pretty pretty easy to figure it out. Well, they could maybe they could combine it wrong and be like Rand Vision. Oh God! <laughs> if they have if they have another person with dyslexia reading it, then they'll be like, "Yep, this doesn't make any sense." That's awesome. So you guys just started. This is the first single yes, dropping on February fourteenth. Yep, Valentine's Day. It's a super sad song 
about breakup. Ambivalence. Uh, so that's the word of the day. I like that word. It's a good one. It rolls off the tongue very nicely. Um, yeah, the song definitely came together the quickest than any song out of my discography ever has. Um, so I'm really, really, really stoked about it. Um, definitely didn't hold anything back on this. Um, definitely, uh, pretty fucking sad, but fitting for Valentine's day as most people will be on that day. Oh yeah. Sad AF bro. Some people be sad. It's a, it's a rough day. People, people be sad and then people be happy. Yeah. But either way, they're going to listen to this song. It's an overrated holiday. Stop getting emotional. (laughs) Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. Say the same thing about Christmas, but everyone's like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, I don't really like. I don't really like holidays in general. Yeah, I'm not big on not holidays much of, either. Much of a holiday. It's guy. not cool. Like if you're over the age of twelve. Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> right? It's like you know, my parents. My parents will still like get me stuff, and like that's cool and on. Like mm-hmm. I appreciate it, but it's like you know, for like a lot of other like my ex girlfriend, dude. Her family was like huge into Christmas. Like it was mm-hmm. like a like they talked about it like months and months before it happened. Yeah, and it's like it's like a fucking. Dude, I've never seen anybody care that much about Christmas. Like it was dope. Yeah. I went to their Christmas one time. It was it was pretty fucking cool. But um, I just don't understand the whole like preparation months ahead. It's it's pretty yeah. crazy. Yeah. Everyone's like, "Did you do your Christmas shopping yet?" And I was like, "No, I'm probably well, not going to do." I any literally Christmas did shopping. my Christmas shopping the day before <laughs> Christmas, and it was fine. Like it's fine. It's always fine. Yeah. You know, it's, people make a big deal about it. Yeah, you, I see those posts on like social media, like 180 days till Christmas. Yeah, it's like <laughs> what the fuck you kept, you've been counting? Like I don't even know when my birth how how far away my birthday is. <laughs> it is funny. Yeah, that's that's great. So you said this is the shortest it's taken you to write a song record a song is yeah it- so so the the instrumental so a little bit of backstory on the on the band um it's not like a full band yet um really all i have is a drummer and as of very recently um i got a kind of piano player like handles handles all the electronic stuff that way mm-hmm. we don't have to just backtrack the fuck out of everything which there's nothing wrong with that especially in this genre of music um but yeah, they've they've both been really really patient and and good with me and have really given me the reins on it and I've been really stoked about it. Um, so it's not like a full band yet. I've pretty much done most of this stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I have been working with um, a guitarist named E. R. White and he's the guitarist of a band called Emerosa, and they're like my favorite band. Um, and so it's been really cool to work with him. Work That's with dope. him on these tracks. Um, Lyrically, this song came together in less than an hour. Um, That's awesome. I had the song written about a completely different thing. And then um, my girlfriend, uh, or ex-girlfriend, <laughs> fun, um, <laughs> we split up and I recorded this the next day and feel like it came out very honest and I feel like you can, it's very fresh, you can you can feel the hurting, hurting on it, but it was definitely uh, the best outlet for or any type of thing, really. I mean, it really comes across, and it really shows. I really am super happy with the product. It definitely took me by surprise how good it ended up sounding with the little amount of preparation that there was for it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and I kind of thought about like maybe I should go back in and re-record this line, or maybe like you know oh, I did like a fuck up here or whatever. But like, it's pure. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not. It's not like I didn't spend five hours in the studio just doing it one line at a time i mean mm-hmm. i just went in there with my with my friend broderick and we just we just pumped it out man and, and it i That's couldn't dope. have been happier with the outcome 
Broderick, is he a singer too? Broderick is Adams. The, he's a, thinking of? He, yeah, uh, he's the singer and guitarist for a band called Vamping. Yeah, yeah, that guy has a beautiful voice, dude. He's great. He's he's such a homie. Uh, shout out to Broderick, man. He's 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 always been my guy that I recorded vocals with. That's awesome. He's been super cool. We rent out the same studio, Animal Kingdom. So dope. It's tight. That is really cool. And uh, you said the uh, the guy who plays piano. You didn't want to do a lot of backtracking. I'm not big in the music world. I don't know what backtracking okay, means. Okay, so, so backtracking would be like, <clears throat> so for example, like with like the piano sounds and stuff like that, mm-hmm. in my previous band, we would just have a, uh, basically a setup to where um, when you're watching us play live, like those things will be playing like mm-hmm. on time with us without actually having to have somebody play them. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, some people look, look down upon that, um, mm-hmm. are not big fans of that. I say fuck them because it doesn't matter. I've seen it, that. I just didn't know what to call it because I've seen bands that don't have a drummer and they have like a drum beat playing. Yeah, Is totally. And it's yeah, it's, okay. it's the exact same thing. And it's totally fine. Like if you want to backtrack the fuck out of everything but your vocalist, do it. Like it's cool. Who gives a fuck? It's twenty. Yeah. It's twenty twenty now. I like mean, rappers do it, right? Yeah, I feel like that's a little <laughs> bit different because they don't really use real instruments. Period. A lot of a lot of rap rap songs don't have like you know full instrumentals. Yeah. Um, but I mean. Now that we classify ourselves as a pop band, mm-hmm. this is it has opened up a lot of doors, such as you know not having to give a fuck about that. You know, yeah, we might not even get a guitarist, dude. There might not even be a point. There's there's very little guitar in that song. I mean, mm-hmm. there there definitely is a little bit, but you know, unless you're a fucking super guitar driven band, there's no point. There's you know, mm-hmm. it's whatever. Just backtrack the fuck fuck backtrack everything and just just plug your iPod in. And just let it let it go. If you don't have a guitarist, um, I'd like to be just be on stage holding a guitar. You can do it, man. We can fake. <laughs> you can you fuck. You can you can do it. I all, don't even want to fake it. I just want to hold it casually. Yeah, just not even not just even doing anything. Just stand there yeah. awkwardly. Yeah. I've seen I've seen weirder things happen at shows, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's like the the piano player kind of um, technology guy. He's been really helpful with like writing mm-hmm. and stuff as well so there is there is more more to that than just trying to avoid or trying to be less lazy which is cool and all he's a fucking hell of a piano player though like if you would have told me even two years ago that i would be in a pop band and have a piano someone playing physically playing the piano mm-hmm. in my band i would have literally laughed in your face i've never thought but until you've seen like a really fucking dope piano player mm-hmm. It's just, it's, they're just dope. The pianos are sick. Yeah, dude. I don't know if this is true because I'm not big on, the only instrument I've played is like uh, a recorder in fourth grade and like a baby tuba baritone Uh in like sixth grade. But somebody told me if you can play piano, you can pretty much play any other instrument. You know what? And that could be a lie. It sounds cool though. So I'm going to keep repeating it. I (laughs) mean, I've never heard anyone else say that, but piano was like the one of the, pretty much one of the first instruments that I ever messed around with. And I... And I mean, I can play every instrument, so not every instrument. Okay, that's that's a little that's can't a little play much. a didgeridoo. I can't. No, motherfucker. <laughs> if you were at our last show, you would have saw you would have saw we whipped out a didgeridoo. You pulled out a didgeridoo. We fucking did it. Oh wow. Okay, I pulled out the didgeridoo, and Andrew did the did the didgering. But, but there's some Aborigines in the audience. Yes, they were they, like, oh they were shit. It. They were like, yeah, this is this is homeland music, man. This makes but, up uh, for the fire. Yeah, I um, I drums was was tech the first instrument that I consider to like really really learn drums are so um, cool yeah dude it's definitely definitely the gateway was the gateway drug for me i've, ta- um, I've taken baby steps on the drums like when my friends were jamming fun, out man. i'm just 
once you get get it down it's like really fun yeah dude it's it's there's no no fucking better feeling than just getting in there and just fucking going crazy on the drums so i learned so i was in in middle school i was in the orchestra and i played violin and i was last chair <laughs> i was like the worst fucking violin player and then uh, you couldn't do band until you were like in sixth grade or something. Mm-hmm. So when I was in sixth grade, I went to went to try out to be like a percussionist or whatever. And so that's when I really started kind of you know feeling music. That's when that's when it really nice. really started taking over. Did uh, dyslexia make it hard to read music? Oh, I couldn't. I straight up could not read music. Oh wow! Yes, it made it it made it impossible. So were you last year the whole time? No, 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 no. Actually, so. Um, it was it was a pretty unique thing, and I, it was funny because I ran into my old band teacher at Tarpley's the other day and a uh, local music store, and she was like, "Yeah, that's cool that you're doing all this music stuff." Like I remember when you couldn't straight up could not read music, but you were like the best the best there. Oh, that's awesome! Because like with drums, it's like a little bit easier to not have mm-hmm. to read music. Like if I if I hear, th- I can play things by ear really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, I've, that's I, I have so me. much respect for people that can read music mm-hmm. and like know a lot about music theory. Cause I have none of that. Mm-hmm. I, I am absolutely now vocally. I definitely have, have some knowledge now. I've, I've, I still take vocal lessons to this day. Um, nice. but when it comes to literally anything else, I am fucking clueless, <laughs> dude, straight up clueless. And it's funny. That's another reason why. Why Steven, my piano player, has been has been a really really cool thing in the band because he went to school for it, so he mm. knows all of the shit that I don't. So nice, it's nice. It's I can good to have around. It's it's cool because like you know I can always come up with like a chorus or I can always come up with like a verse or something, and I never know what to do next. That's like my big problem is I'll come up with one really fucking dope thing, and now that this is like the type of band that it is, you know back in back in my old band. Literally writing songs was just the fucking easiest thing. And you would think that writing pop music would be would be super, super easy, like the easiest thing to do. But in the Leo, dude, here's how writing a song would go. I would sit down with a guitar and I'd just play a random riff. So like let's use for example like Okay. I'm down. That whole riff, I'd make a whole a whole song out of that one riff. So mm-hmm. I'd play like that in the intro, then I'd go into like a clean verse and then uh little pre chorus. Chorus would be power chords. Then after the chorus would go back into that little riff, mm-hmm. and then um, verse again, chorus again, bridge, double chorus, back to the riff. Songs, songs done. Right. Mm-hmm. It was just so easy. And writing heavy music, and I'm not saying that we were like a fucking. We were definitely not like. I wouldn't classify us as like a heavy band. I mean, mm-hmm. we were just a rock band. But like, dude, it was just such a. It's it's been crazy breaking down how I write f- at a fundamental level. I mean, it's it's just completely different, you know. Um, writing chord progressions that go throughout the whole song and finding ways to make them interesting, you know, mm-hmm. it's definitely a huge change for sure. Nice. So, what makes it uh, more difficult than than previous? I think just the that, genre. I think that I haven't figured out a formula yet, mm. you know. And some may look down upon that statement because you shouldn't most people are like, oh, we don't want to write to a formula, but like, yeah, fuck that. Everybody writes to a formula. Yeah. I'm sure you write to a formula when you make your set list for your comedy shows. You know what I mean? Like I probably do. Yeah. I'm like very... you probably start out with a, like you don't go for your just craziest, most offensive joke right off the fucking, I mean, you might, I'm not, I'm no, not sure. I don't. Exactly. Don't. You don't, you, you kind of have formula. to, fit, you know what I mean? Like you don't, you don't just go up there 
and just you know say the most fucking <laughs> liberal pissing off thing or conservative <laughs> pissing off thing that you can fucking think of you know you kind of have like a little bit of a way that you do it you know you save your best thing for last and mm-hmm. you know it's 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 similar you know yeah. um and once you figure i'm sure that was probably a difficult thing for you at first it was like figuring out okay how do i structure my set to mm-hmm. you know make sense and yeah, how do absolutely. i make it flow same thing with writing songs you got to find a way to make it flow you got to kind of find mm-hmm. out you know what your strengths are as an artist when it comes to songwriting and i haven't quite figured that out with this with this project yet but and i mean it's been been great no it's been the it's been the most most fun i've ever had with music that's awesome plus i'm writing with my fucking favorite band of all time that's fucking insane that's so cool you know that probably pushes you uh in a creative way absolutely because i don't want to like send them demos and be like super shitty (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i want to try to impress them every time you know so it's uh it's been it's been super cool um with the and you know of no of no insult to you know heavy bands that do the formula that i just said mm-hmm. you know that's cool and i and i did that and then, like that there's no nothing wrong with that you yeah. know but it just got boring mm-hmm. it just got really boring really fast and i mean high energy rock music can only be so entertaining to play for so fucking long you know Interesting. i mean that's why bring me the horizon you know who they are mm-hmm that's why Bring Me the Horizon, you know, in my opinion, and this is a very controversial statement, I think they're the most creative, best band to come out of this whole fucking maybe past couple decades, man. I mean, they've been, <gasps> yeah. Dude. Sorry, I don't, I don't listen to their music. I just yeah, wanted to gasp because cool. you said controversial. Yeah. It is. Uh, <laughs> some people will probably talk shit on that, and that's fine. I totally get it. But, you know, they started out as a fucking deathcore band, mm-hmm. like, to some people, like unlistenable. I mean, and mm-hmm. I, I love everything that they've ever made, but now they're literally a pop band. Like, yeah, it's like this shit. Dude, I feel like Lincoln Park did that. They didn't start out as metalcore, but they started out way harder. Yeah, and then, totally. Uh, and like, it's because it, dude, the shit gets boring. The shit gets mm-hmm. you can only you can only hit that open that open low E so many times until it just gets fucking old. And they've just stayed so ahead of the curve. I think that they're the most innovative innovative you know rock mm-hmm. icons to come out i mean who who was the last rock icon from i mean since fucking maybe maybe dave grohl maybe in our era yeah i would say like, probably that's the closest thing to our Kurt era Cobain. I th- exactly dude and i think that i think that ollie sykes from bring me the horizon i honestly think he's the only rock icon that we've had in a really long or time or the uh the drummer from blink 182 What's it, Travis Barker? Yeah, dude, Travis Barker's he's fucking amazing. I would amazing. say he's one of those. Yeah, totally, definitely. You know, but that but that that is kind of going back a little a little bit further. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in in the recent times, like this past decade, especially, I mean, Bring Me the Horizon's been at the top of the game, and they're a pop band now. When they started out as deathcore, mm-hmm. like that's insane. It's so bold. That is you crazy. Know? It's, yeah. it's cool. When Do it's, they lose a lot of fans? Dude, they're at the top of the world right now. That's they, awesome. And you know, they might have. I need to but check you know, them out. Yeah, dude, they're super. They're super cool. They, there's something cool. for everyone there, you know. Yeah, but they might have lost fans, but they gained th- millions more mm-hmm. off of off of that switch. And I know for a fact that it was also because Ollie Sykes probably blew out his voice mm-hmm. from screaming incorrectly, but it worked out for him in the end. That's definitely a thing too. I remember. Uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Avenged Sevenfold. but they started out like just screaming, mm-hmm. and then their lead singer had like a a ton of like surgeries oh really and yeah now he does singing he mixes it up but they started out just hardcore i've never really i've never really got into them they're kind of yeah they also started out really biblical like avenge sevenfold is uh 
what's the word I'm looking for? An ode? No, no, it's not the right word. It's a, it's referencing uh, gotcha. like Revelations, the Bible. Oh, how interesting! Yeah. yeah, it's crazy how a lot of the bands that started out as like a Christian band are like yeah. totally not now. Like I don't Under even Oath? know. I think they started like pretty much anti-Christian, but I don't. Oh, know. really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. It's the opposite. They just but, like. S- the, but still, it is crazy though how many bands themes. started out as like a Christian band and mm-hmm. they're just totally fucking not now. Is Under Oath not anymore? Under Oath is like anti-Christian now. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. interesting because I remember. My cousin was really big into them when it, and that was probably like 2007. Yeah, it's super super long time ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's interesting to see like bands over time because it's easy to be like, oh, they sold out, da 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 da. But maybe they just like, dude, fuck, don't feel the same fuck anymore. You know, that dude, fuck, fuck, saying so and so sold out or whatever. Like, yeah. if there's an example, and I and I hate to just keep bringing them up, but like, bring me the horizon, dude. Mm-hmm. That's like what you would classify as the definition of a sellout, right mm-hmm. there. Like from just outside looking in, but I mean, you know, they're having fun with that shit, dude. They're, they're, they're fucking living it up and they're, you know, making some of the best music that has been made in the past fucking 10 years, you know, if they enjoy it, then fuck what everybody else thinks. Yeah. Who gives a fuck (laughs) if they, if they want to go make fucking a folk record, they can do that. And they're going to, they're going to sell millions of those records, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are going to love them either, either way, but you just can't expect people to do the same shit yeah. for, I'm a, for 10 years, man. I'm a diehard Kid Cudi fan, and he recorded probably the worst rock album I've ever heard oh, in dude, my life. He, but. His, his, <laughs> his old shit is, is so different than his new stuff. Yeah. But it's fine. It's yeah. because, you know, if, and I can relate it back to back to your, your comedy stuff, man. I mean, if you told the same fucking set every day for 10 years, how would you yeah. feel? You'd get, you wouldn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, I'd hate it. You would hate it. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Definitely. Um, you know, you can't you can't hate on artists for wanting to change it up, and it might not even be a purposeful change. You know, mm-hmm. like this wasn't a purposeful change. This was started as my side project when during the Leo, and it and the song sounded completely different. There was mm-hmm. no real instruments, and you know, the more I fucked around with it, the more I liked it, and it became the new band. Like this this track started this new band. So nice. you know, but. Yeah, fuck people. Fuck people that that think that think artists can't can't switch it up. You know, no one's no. They can. You can never please everybody. Yeah, it's you true. You just gotta please. So you gotta please yourself. You know. And then if you stay the same, people are gonna say you're boring. If you don't stay the same, people are gonna say you sold out. You so. can't win. You can't <laughs> yeah. win. So might as well fucking sell out. Whatever, dude. Like make yeah. make that money. You know, get that tour money. <laughs> For sure, I would. If I was in a band, I'm gonna join a band. Dude. Like I don't play any instruments. Well, yeah, you just, just joined me. my band. You're gonna you're gonna sit yeah. there on stage with a guitar. Hold a guitar. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. That's the that's the best. That's the best job you could have is not doing anything on Definitely. stage with the band and still get paid for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's exciting. Can't wait. Can't wait for our first concert. Um. So, do you have a uh, project in mind for the after the singles released? Are you gonna um so drop have, some more? So I have one more that I'm working on right now. Um, I'm still just kind of trying to figure out what this band is, mm-hmm. you know, I definitely, I I still don't even necessarily know what to, I keep saying pop, but I mean, it's not necessarily pop, but it's definitely not rock. Mm-hmm. Pops are yeah. like a really broad, so is rock. Yeah. So is rock. Definitely. <laughs> like, like people will listen to fucking like deathcore and be like, this is technically rock music, you know, but I would say I would classify the band as 
I don't know. It's like if you showed it to somebody that only listens to like radio pop, they'll be like, this is a rock band. Mm-hmm. But if you showed it to somebody that only listens to rock, they'd be like, this is a pop band. See, if you asked me in my honest opinion, I would have said rock. See, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't really know what kind of music you listen to. But I mean, there's, there's like one little bit of a distorted guitar in there and that's it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, usually when you think rock music, you think, you know bunch of heavy distortion and like riffs there's no riffs in that song it's just chord progressions with with technology but um the next the next move is to finish this other song and then i'll kind of circle back with the band and we'll we'll just kind of assess the situation from there i don't know if we're going to do an ep or like a full length anytime Mm -hmm. soon we might just do singles until we kind of figure it out because you know a record you know, collectively is like a body of work, mm. but a single, you know, it's just its own standalone thing, you yeah. know, to be, to be, uh, you know, looked at on its own. I think this is a really strong single, but I mean, if I, if we do end up doing an EP, I want them all to be singles because I don't want to write a song from now on. Like my, my new mantra is to not write a song that is not this, that is not single worthy. You That's know what dope. I mean? Like, I like that. Like if, like if I send this, send this to somebody and they're like, okay, which one's the single? I want, I want to say all of them. Yeah. You know, you want every song to be a home run. I want, yeah, exactly, dude. And that's the goal. I don't want to, I don't want to make a, a track seven. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you know what track seven would mean? No. So like, and if on most of the records that you've ever probably listened to, that is like 10 songs or more, um, around like track six or seven, that's like usually where the worst song on the record goes. Interesting. And yeah. by worst song, do you mean that's like uh It's like, okay, for example, hmm, trying to trying to think of an example right off the top of my head. Um, do you mean it's like their? It's kind of like the one their radio hit, or is it like not their, even necessarily that? It's like we recorded this. We don't want to put it at the beginning of the album because it's not the best one, but we also don't want to put it at the end because it's not the best one. So we'll just mm. kind of throw it in there somewhere. But we recorded it and it needs to be on the record. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like the filler song. Interesting. That, you know, you know, a lot of records have filler songs, yeah. you know, just, or uh, interludes. Yeah. Even stuff <laughs> like that, man. It's just like, I don't want to ever make something that, that doesn't get to be the title track. You know what I mean? Like I want yeah. everything to be the title track. I, but you know, it's a obviously, great way to look at it. Yeah, I think I think that you know, go balls to the walls on everything. You yeah, know? absolutely. Especially you know, this is this is what I want to do for a career. You know, yeah, I wanna, hell yeah. And I can't can't make shitty songs. <laughs> Why not go all out on everything all the time? That's what's so, up. Yep. Next, another. You can be expecting another single, not super soon after this one, but we'll we'll have some stuff stuff going on. We'll, after we release a single, we'll probably. Probably try to do a debut show here here in town somewhere. That's what's up. Yeah, it'll be cool. So, I dig it. Um, you mentioned recording at a studio called Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, do you record everything there? No, I don't really record everything there. Um, the songwriting process kind of changes song to song, mm-hmm. and that's another thing that I'm still kind of figuring out. Um, a lot of times, like with this, with these two songs that we have right now. Um, I kind of made a demo for them just on my own and then sent them, sent them to that guy in uh, Amorosa. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they've been coming together. And then I record the vocals there, but everything pretty much most of the stuff that Leo did was recorded to animal kingdom. Nice. Um, I definitely like to record my vocals there, especially I think it's really important to be in a really comfortable environment where you don't feel 
super pressured if you fuck up or anything mm-hmm. like that. Cause I've definitely been in, in that situation before and it's just, you don't get the best outcome, mm-hmm. you know, like during this song, I was literally like in the worst place that I've ever been during the recording of this song. And I kind of needed a place where I could just freak the fuck out and not be judged for it. And Broderick's Broderick's my man for that. <laughs> you that's know? awesome. So that's, that's kind of, I mean, probably after, after the first few songs are out, we might start looking mm-hmm. at going, there's a, there's a guy that I really, really want to record with named Courtney Ballard and he lives in LA or yeah, I think he lives in LA. Um, and we'll probably go do an EP with him. Maybe. I don't know. It just kind of depends. Just got to work out budget. Out in LA? Things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's dope. Well, that's where Wild was recorded. The the first Leo EP. So, um, oh, yeah. that was, that was definitely a really cool experience too. That's, that's interesting. I always hear, um, about guys, artists like leaving town to mm-hmm. record. That interests me. Um, is, does it, does it help? Does it make a difference? Is it the, just the, the, the quality? That, the people that you make, well, yes, quality is a big thing, but the people that you make the records with is just, I mean, I'm trying to think of an analogy that makes it make more sense. It's kind of like, you know, if you tell 15 different painters to paint the same picture and you say, Hey, uh, paint a cat wearing a straw hat in a tree, mm-hmm. you know, they're all going to do a great job of it. And, it, and, it, and, but everyone's stylistic difference will, will come across, mm-hmm. you know, differently. And that's very similar to, to how I would compare it to recording with different engineers and producers and stuff, because everyone does stuff different ways. And, you you know, even when it comes to things like quality, quality does matter a lot. Mm. It especially matters a lot to us. But, you know, some bands don't need need the the top tier, top of the line recording quality. You mm-hmm. know, go tell Nirvana back in the day that they needed top tier quality and they would have fucking laughed in your face, you know? Yeah. Um, Grunge. Exactly, you know? Um, Seems like a opposite of quality (laughs) yeah yeah well yeah something like that you know um like looking at all the different foo fighters records you know Mm -hmm. um their uh record wasting wasting light they they pro tools the fuck out of that oh wait no they didn't pro tools the fuck out of that album they pro tools the fuck out of their newest one Mm -hmm. um i think concrete and gold but then their album wasting light they recorded it in dave girl's garage that's dope and you know there's a there's a stark difference between those two albums but, you know, it also, a big thing was the guy that they recorded it in the garage with, you know, cause if, cause if I went to record it in my garage, it would sound, it would sound very shitty. But if I was with, <laughs> if I was with the dude that did theirs in my garage, you know, we we're going to walk out of there with a yeah. fucking dope record, no matter where we are. Dave you know? Grohl probably has a pretty badass garage. I would, dude, I would assume. In that, they made a documentary <laughs> about that, about the recording of that album and Dude's just fucking balling out of control. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Dave Grohl's the man. He's he's seriously like the nicest yeah, he's, dude in, he's cool in rock well. music. And he's funny. Yeah. Like he's I, a, I watched him on SNL. I don't know when that was. Probably over a decade ago. Mm-hmm. But he's like genuinely a funny guy. Yeah. He's a, he's a sweetheart. That's like one of my one of my goals is to meet Dave Grohl. <laughs> I need to go see see that band. I need to go see Foo Fighters. That's at the that's on the bucket list for sure. Oh yeah, Foo Fighters are awesome. What? I did, I didn't get too deep in their latest album but i i heard like a couple a couple tracks their singles were really good but 
that's okay. That's a good example. If you've listened, if you've listened to the, if you have listened to, to any of their past stuff, there was a couple songs on there that were totally, in my opinion, filler. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and you know they were on track seven or eight on the twelve track <laughs> album. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look out for that. That's a, it's a real thing. You know, and it's kind of when you're at a bigger level in music, you'll record, you'll actually go and record like. 20 maybe even 30 songs for an album and only 10 of them will make it Mm -hmm. you know so there's obviously your your singles that you're like this is for sure going on there this is for sure going on there yeah not sure about this one then the band will argue about which one goes on there and and that's you know i've watched a lot of interviews of bands and stuff and they'll be talking about the process and I, i was watching this one interview a band called crown the empire and he was talking about how a fan came up to him and was like I loved this song so much. I got it tat. I got like the lyrics tattooed on my chest, and he was like, "Oh, that's so cool." But then he was talking to his friend a few minutes later, and he's like, "Dude, that song barely made the record. Like, oh. that's not, that, we hate that song, but it's Damn. on there. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. It's a it's a real thing. <laughs> we hate that song. Yeah, that would crush my dreams. Yeah, I'm. I I don't ever want to make a song I hate. <laughs> I have some songs I hate for sure. It's like I took a shit and that song came out. Yep. Glad you had it tatted on you. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking worst. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> yeah. But uh what kind of music do you normally listen to? I listen to a lot of hip hop. Um I listen to rock. I really like the Black Keys. Oh, um, okay, that's cool. Arctic Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys are nice. Um I'm really getting into like more psychedelic rock. Like I'm really excited about Tame Impala's next project. Okay. They're dope. Um Yeah, really just like for lack of a better term, yeah, psychedelic, more like stoner music. <laughs> okay, that's nice. <laughs> but I also um I like corn a lot, Slipknot, nothing like recent, but like, um, I like like heavier bands like that as well. So it's kind of, it's, it's a good mix. Tight, um, I see. And I'm good. also getting to like Motown and like Marvin Gaye. Oh, that's awesome. And, cool. uh, Al Green, all the classics. That's good. They're dope as hell. It's good to have an eclectic, eclectic taste. I, I would like to consider myself having, having a pretty broad spectrum, um, but I definitely can't really fuck with country music. That's just something that I've yeah, never that's played. hard. But silly as silly as it sounds, I did play a country show the other day. Nice, uh, recently. I filled, I filled in for yeah, it was like on Sat Friday or Saturday. Friday, yeah. And uh, my friend hit me up and he's like, "We need a drummer for this show." Mm-hmm. And we had we had one practice. Is that the easiest music to drum to? Oh, it's so hilarious that it's not. Really you would think that it's just fucking easy. Now, I'm not like a I'm not an amazing drummer by any means. You know, I mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say that I'm maybe average. You know, um, I played drums on all the Leo stuff except for the last two. But um, it's insane how much harder it was to do less. It's like there's so much room. Mm-hmm. You can't, but you can't do these big crazy fills, and you can't. Yeah, you can't do anything exciting. Nope, you can't exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's all about the singer, and that's cool. You know, I respect. I it made me respect it a lot more, mm-hmm. and it was fun. Um, it was definitely a, it was definitely a, a fun memory. I wore a cowboy hat too, which nice. is pretty funny. It's funny. I I'm probably. You know, you can ask all the people from here that know me. I'm like at the top of the list of people that hate country music. So it was just, it was just a funny. I was funny thinking about thing. that earlier when you're talking about uh, how easy it was to write for your last band. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the, the easiest genre to write to would probably be country music, or maybe like uh, yeah, probably country music or maybe like Christian rock. I don't know. 
the only reason why Christian rock would be so easy is because you can like, you don't get to make ideas about the lyrics. It's like you just rearrange, Mm -hmm. rearrange all of the Christian songs that have been made. Christian music is really dope. It can, it can be really dope, you know? Yeah. But I mean like, yeah, go listen to like old under oath stuff, you know, like that's, that's pretty cool. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? But, um, I don't know if there's any music that's easy to write, honestly, Mm. you know, it's like, and especially this was super eye opening to me, this, this new band, because I thought this was going to be the easiest thing that I've ever done, you know, just writing chord progressions and stuff instead of these Mm. cool technical riffs. But, you know, I mean, I think maybe for me, the easiest genre of music to write would be like post hardcore, like, like that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. just because it's like, that genre is so washed up and so fucking blown out that like everything that can be done in that genre pretty much has been done. What's a, what's a good example of a post hardcore like old under oath stuff like that, like, or maybe, uh, it's another good example. Um, like dance, Gavin dance, dance, Gavin dance is tech. Have you ever heard of them? No dance, Gavin dance is, a actually the the worst example of that they're like the only creative post hardcore band that's still around to this day but um yeah kind of like that half like screaming half singing like mm-hmm. super super high vocals or chiotos have you ever heard of them no dang, i need dude. to get out more dang man <laughs> no nah, that's cool you 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 probably you're, you're not missing out on too much now chiotos was pretty cool back in the day but like listening to those i try to go back and listen to all of the stuff that i missed out on like in that genre wise and I've just gotten spoiled with, with how good new music sounds. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to go back and listen to shitty recorded albums. And I'm like, <laughs> ah, these are good songs, but I just can't do it. Fuck. <laughs> That's funny. Yo. <clears throat> I was going to say. Um, me well. So you did a country show. Um, enjoyed it? It was, it was, it was. It was an experience that I will never forget. Um, it was, I was honestly the most nervous that I've ever been to get on stage before. And I've played, I haven't played like any like crazy, like thousands of people shows, but mm-hmm. I mean, I've played some pretty fucking big shows, you know, and never got nervous when I'm singing, but put me behind a drum. That's also the first show that I've ever played behind a drum set where I wasn't the lead vocalist. Oh, nice. Well. Um, I don't know if you knew that I was in a two-piece band for a while called Nightwaves. No, hell yeah. I was the drummer and singer for that band. Is that uh, difficult? Yeah. To to drum yeah. and sing at the same time? Yeah, it wasn't as difficult for me because, like I said, drums were my first instrument. Yeah. So, Do they but, uh, make mics, I guess, that don't pick up the drum sounds um, when you're singing? Is there like a science behind that? What, what, <laughs> I, used, what I used was I actually used a drum mic for mm. my vocals um i would have like a little like gooseneck looking stand mm-hmm. that just kind of like wrapped around like right here like just directly in front of my mouth and i mean like it's it's pretty it's pretty blocked off from blocked off from everything um it definitely was not drumming and singing it's not near as hard for me as playing guitar and singing is which most mm. people think that's kind of crazy but it's like with drums there's less preciseness involved mm-hmm. so like but when you're playing guitar and singing, like if you fucking move your finger a literal millimeter to the left or right, I mean, it's going to sound like shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Drums, it's like, here's a whole area that you have to, <laughs> just have to hit this. You know what I mean? Not yeah. saying drumming is easier than playing guitar or vice versa. But for me personally, I 
I wish that I could play guitar and sing. Mm-hmm. I, 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 and I wish I enjoyed it too, mm-hmm. because it would solve so many of my fucking problems if I didn't have to find a guitarist. Mm-hmm. That's always been the, the troubling member of all of my all of my bands, yeah. just because there's not a ton of people around around Amarillo that um, are really interested in in playing the type of stuff that I do that um, you know aren't already in a band. Yeah, or you know. It's just it's just tough. A lot of people around here. There's and there's so many great local local bands around here. Man. There's, there's, a ton there's of great so many bands. so many so many great ones like Vamping. Like I mentioned earlier, they're they're, mm-hmm. they're amazing. And then Slumville, which is my friend Noah and Arlo's mm-hmm. band, they're great too. And Arlo yeah. Arlo actually played played in my band for a while in the Leo. I was blown away at uh, you performed at Bad Magic, right? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That every everyone there was just like they were all great dude magic ass. focus uh jack jack thurman's project i didn't even know half the bands but i was like damn everyone's like rocking yeah dude there's shit. there's there's <laughs> such there's just such great talent here in amarillo and i definitely think that even though people talk shit on like the music scene here and people talk shit on everything here mm-hmm. i mean it's it's great i think it's a great little 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 scene and you know i think that we have it a lot better than we could yeah, absolutely. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's definitely like, you know, in places like Dallas and Austin and what, wherever else, you know, there's going to be cooler things there, mm-hmm. but it also comes at, you know, you got to kind of pick your battles, man. You know, yeah. would you rather, you know, promote to a bunch of people in Emerald that like will for sure come out to your show or mm-hmm. like imagine how hard it is to locally kind of break out in, in Dallas. There's yeah. a fucking thousand bands that already sound like you there. Exactly. Like, yeah. How are you going to get any attention there? You know, you kind of got to conquer one like small area mm-hmm. at a time, you know, for sure. So that's kind of how I, how I approach it. I also think that, you know, local shows are important and building your local fan base is, is a, is a huge, a huge thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of bands are all like, we need to go on tour now. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, that's so fucking 10 years ago. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it's so, it's funny like thinking about it. And like, dude, I, I, my mindset has changed very recently on this. But if you go talk to, you know, any band that has gone on any huge tours that aren't like signed to like a big label or whatever, you know, their fan base might have increased from that tour. Mm-hmm. You might have, you know, you might have gone to Oklahoma City and Dallas and like, you know, a bunch of cool, you know, bigger areas. But sometimes a single Facebook post can get you more exposure than a whole fucking tour would. That is crazy. Paying $50 for an ad on Facebook yeah. can do you so much fucking good, dude. Like, absolutely. It's like, you know, build the fan base, then go on yeah. tour. And then the internet like- exists and we, and, and especially for, you know, beginning artists like myself, like I have to, I'm way more worried about social media right now than I'm worried about Mm -hmm. any, any shows or anything. I don't give a fuck about that right now. All I care about is getting my songs done and promoting the fuck out of them. Because dude, I mean, it's almost like we're in the MySpace era again. Mm -hmm. And it sounds crazy when you think about it, but like the bands that had great success in that era, bring me the horizon, for example, you know, they were just the fucking, they were, they were the, the, the band to be back then. You know, they mm-hmm. were super ahead of the game on social media in this. We're in social media prime time right now. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And, you know, same way with comedians, you know, there's mm-hmm. a, we talked about him the other day. I don't remember his fucking name. Um, Steve Hofsetter, maybe is mm-hmm. that, is that, is that a guy? Is yeah. That the guy name? who just, uh, he just came through Amarillo. 
no way what is that the am i thinking of the right guy no yeah you're totally thinking of the right guy because i think i may have heard about it i thought that he was came, like he came through lubbock lubbock and amarillo i didn't get to go damn i was just about to tell about how much i liked him <laughs> um but uh Dude. Of, yeah, yeah, he was just in real life. He went. Yeah, that dude. I love, I love his shit. Yeah, I he's love, funny. He performed at Zombies, and, and he's. Uh, oh, yeah. that's interesting. There were twenty dollars a ticket, and I was being a cheap bitch. I'm sorry, Steve. It happens. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. I love, I love, I love Steve Hofstetter, man. He's, no, I, he's, everything I've seen from him has been hilarious. But dude, he he was smart about his marketing on on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, and he posted all of his sets and. That's how I discovered him. I'm not even in the comedy world really that much. Like, honestly, the only thing that got me into stand up is you. Like, oh, literally, thanks, man. yeah, for real, dude. Um, but you and Skyler for sure, man. Um, I just, I never really cared, never really understood. But you know, I just kind of started went and searching and stuff, and I found this guy, and he's fucking killing it on YouTube, dude. He's oh, yeah, killing absolutely. it. All of his videos have like a million views, mm-hmm. and. And then, boom! Now he's on tour. He would not have done that whole. I'm sure. I'm sure he did a big tour, mm-hmm. right? He probably went to like maybe 20 cities. He wouldn't have been able to do that or get any type of fucking exposure if he didn't have that that fan base. Now, remember the other day at Leftwoods when you guys did a show mm-hmm. um, with that really really good. Uh, uh, what was her name? Do you remember? She from Colorado. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Okay, but we but we both know who I'm talking about now. But yeah. She was great, right? Yeah. But, you know, she might have spent more money paying to do that tour than she did making it. You yeah. know, and she was so talented and she was so great. Like yeah. I, I thought she was fucking hilarious. But, you know, and I mean, it takes balls to go out on tour though, especially if you don't have a huge fan base. Yeah. You know, it takes uh, it takes some some fucking cojones there but yeah, uh because it gets grimy yeah dude it does <laughs> you know you you know, sleep in some shitty hotels and stuff but she definitely killed it but this uh steve guy you know he went on this tour knowing that he had fans that will mm-hmm. show up he knew people were going to be there and yeah. like that's what you want to do you know definitely do you ever plan on on doing like a tour or anything oh absolutely that'd be awesome dude. Mm-hmm. that'd be super cool and i also but i uh, by the same token i don't I don't think it's a necessarily a bad idea though. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To just go do it. It's worked for some people. Yeah. And it I mean, has. It just, just depends, you know? It's just, uh, with comedy, it's a, a time thing. So it's like the way I look at it is just getting reps. I'm just going to go on tour. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know who the fuck I am, yeah. but I'm going to get my feet wet. I'm going to practice my material out of state in front of different types of people and hone in on that and get it better. Yeah, definitely. And that's and that's I have a friend that's in a touring band and they're not like huge or anything, but but they're doing pretty well for themselves. Mm-hmm. And um I was talking to him the other day and we were having a very similar conversation and he was like the only thing tour really did for us. I mean, we we got some fans from it for sure, but like, you know, it it just showed us what it's going to be like f- when we do it for real, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I think that doing doing your own own tour and promoting yourselves like there's no need for a record label anymore with bands especially i don't know if there's if are there are there comedian labels is that a thing no there's like agents and Uh things like that but i mean the internet's pretty much gotten rid of all the all the channels you need to go through dude the internet is an artist's best friend like we're in the time to be creators you yeah, know what i mean absolutely. like like 
we are seriously in I in what I believe is just a, a fucking revolution. Yeah, that's why I'm shocked at how many people sit at home all day and bitch about the president. It's like, dude, yeah, we, right. Look at all the shit you could be doing, <laughs> dude. It's insane. Like, go fucking start a business. Like, you can do that now. Yeah, so easily. Absolutely, it's insane. You like, can post pictures of food on Instagram, and people will come and buy it from you. Dude, you can literally <laughs> fucking review products yeah. out of your own money, right? Like you could go you could go buy like 10 different things on Amazon, go post a video of you taking it out of the box, and dude, it could get 10 million views. Absolutely. And then you could get like fucking 8,000 bucks from that. Easy. It's a very real thing. Now, I'm not saying that 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 creating and, you know, getting paid for it is easy cuz it's totally not. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, yeah, we'd, we'd probably both be rich. we'd both be balling out of control <laughs> right now. But you know, people people just don't understand the time that we're in and if you're not and if you're not on the social media game if you're promoting anything if you're if you're a fucking skateboarder if you're you know a a small business owner if you're an artist if you're a musician if you're if you're a fucking painter comedian Mm -hmm. now is the time yeah you know like we're literally in a fucking supernova of talent that's what i need to people want talent people want people want to find stuff people Mm -hmm. want to find your music people want to see someone make them laugh, yeah. you know? They want to hear you do podcasts about absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's it, look at fucking Joe Rogan, dude. Yeah, like Absolutely. I love his podcast. I do. Same. But sometimes I'm like how how is he successful off of this? I know that he has way more fucking going on than just that podcast, yeah. but like dude, that factor. podcast makes him so much fucking money. Yeah. He was on a sitcom. That's where he got most of his money and then he was on uh-huh. Fear Factor. Yeah. And then after that point, he could just say he had fuck you money. So yeah, dude, he's <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. He's like he had fuck you money by like 1997. Damn, let's get Elon Musk <laughs> on on this podcast, dude. Let's try to do that. Let's That'd try to make amazing. that one work. Did you, did you watch pleasure. that podcast? Yeah, I did. Yeah, of course. He took like 45 seconds to think about every answer. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. It was, I think it was wild to see, dude. It's cool because Elon Musk is such a fucking talented, smart guy. Yeah, he doesn't fucking open his mouth before he thinks about it. That's, and that's like awesome. Everybody needs to be like Elon and just shut the fuck up until you plan your answers. You that's know what a I mean? Very great point, dude. It's it's seriously like an important thing, and people are like, "Oh, that's awkward. Oh, that's weird." It's like that dude is a fucking billionaire for a reason. Yeah, like, and then he took a puff of weed and his stocks dropped. And it's like who he's in a state a, where weed uh, is legal. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, that's stupid, dude. He like. I don't know that that podcast is is awesome, mm-hmm. but you know sometimes I'll listen to episodes and I'm like I'm fucking bored. But, yeah, some of them know. are like when he has like scientists on talking about random shit or not random. It's probably really specific, but could be really important. It's too, all over but. my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you. He did one with Travis Barker actually. And that, that one was, was cool. Really good one. Yeah, that was a really good one. Um, there's another podcast that I really like called uh, The Lead Singer Syndrome with Shane Told, and he's. Have you ever heard of the band Silverstein? No. Fuck man. Um, <laughs> okay, so they're they're kind of in that old post hardcore genre, like with Under Oath and stuff too. Um, and he interviews a bunch of other lead singers for you know successful bands, and that shit is so entertaining. Like I I even if I don't know who the singer is that's on the mm-hmm. show that week, I still go listen to it. I love it. I love it. It's awesome. Um, but you know you could have a podcast. You know there's a lot of really funny podcasts too. I need to find some more of those because I've kind of ran out of all the ones that I just. I just kind of like search random genres on the podcast app on my mm-hmm. on my phone and just listen to whatever when I'm at work. I have, I have so many backed up right now. 
I'm still listening to podcasts from like December 10th. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm trying to catch up. Um, <laughs> it's, I try to. It's ridiculous. When, I try to listen to music as much as possible when I'm at work, but you know, there's just times when I just don't want to listen to music. No, I feel you know? that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, but back to what I was saying, it's like, you know, we're in we're in such a digital a digital time, and you know, no matter what you're doing, even if it's not really even a big a big social social thing that really should be promoted on social media fucking promote it on social media dude yeah like unless you're like selling drugs like probably don't do that <laughs> like you know but For i'm sure. sure there has been some very successful drug dealers from social media you know what i mean Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can see but that. um you know i just i think it's so important that we use the tools that are free yeah absolutely. you know do everything like, with a purpose dude absolutely like i can't i can't even believe that some bands don't and like i'm guilty of it too like i haven't been the best about social media but i know that now yeah i I know what to do now that's one of my goals for this year is to just get better at promoting yeah dude and it's it's not i mean you know there's there's a guy here in emerald named chris lane Mm -hmm. and i've had him on oh really awesome cool yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah, so i was just about to bring that up so like he's great at the social media oh yeah it's just crazy i I was like he gets like so many views he gets like millions of views on tiktok yeah and dude then, it's uh, awesome it's fucking dope. he's got a shinigama page on like uh-huh. instagram and facebook that has thousands of followers yeah hundreds dude, and of thousands. it's awesome he knows what the fuck he's doing is what, yeah. is what that means you know and really when i had a conversation with him about it the other day he was like just post just post shit and i'm like what do you mean he's like just just literally posts post anything mm-hmm. he's like just keep people updated on everything you know yeah. so that's that seems way too simple of an answer. <laughs> I know, but maybe it's not though, you know? Yeah. Like like for example, you know, I'll take a picture of me and you for this podcast and I'll post it on my band's Instagram and say, "Hey, we did a podcast. If you want a sneak peek of the new song, go check it out on on the podcast," you know? Oh yeah. And just little stuff like that, you know? I post fuck I'm just going to start posting pictures of of us jamming and stuff because people want to see that, mm-hmm. you know? And I I try to look at bands that are really successful in in social media and model it after them there's this band that i really like they're one of my one of my favorite bands called the true blue and uh they're kind of like a a pop type thing and yeah just like scroll through their instagram feed it's just it's just it's just it's just random shit but it's random shit that you know people kind of want to see yeah i'm like always into like uh the way people set up their instagram it's important and people don't even realize how important it is yeah you know, it's important to have like a theme. Like their theme is kind of sure. like film cameras and, you know, like old kind of like Detroit Detroit themed things because that's where they're from and they, they do a really good job of it. And that's something that that is that is also like one of my New Year's resolutions, which mm-hmm. they're all kind of dumb, but it's just having, you know, a good social media presence. And that's something that you can build, like I said, for free. You can yeah, do absolutely. that for free. Like that's yeah. crazy. And or if you want to do it for not for free, pay twenty bucks every couple of weeks yeah, and, and promote the expensive. fuck out of yourself, dude. That Facebook that Facebook thing, uh the Facebook uh advertising thing yeah. is can do more for you as like a musician than a whole tour can. Yeah. For real. It's a real thing. I could see that. Um, yeah, I had on Nikki Cortez. Um, I'm, I don't know if you're familiar with him. I know that. Um, him, yeah. yeah, but his, uh, he's excellent at promoting as mm-hmm. far as like, um, local musicians. Mm-hmm. I think he's one of the top, um, I mean, aside from like Shinigama maybe, 
but like as far as like just like local rappers, yeah, I don't think anyone's put their face out more than Nicky Cortez. No, like dude, he puts fuck, he puts his fucking face on shirts and stuff. That's yeah. dope. Like, like it's he's smart. confident and he's smart and he and you know say whatever you want to about his music. Like he's he's dope, dude. He's yeah. awesome. Man. I was gonna show you this guy's Instagram, but he's rearranged it. He had it set up to where it like made a full picture. Like yeah, all I love photos. that shit. Yeah, but that's so mind. cool. And like, <laughs> like build hype. Like take yourself seriously. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. Like, and I mean, I guess at the same time, you can say don't take yourself too seriously because that's how some people. You know, no one wants a no one wants a rock star. That's that that time's over. That's also a you diva. Just, <laughs> you just got to be a person. You know what I mean? But yeah, like let's look at look at Chris's shit, dude. See, he's great. He's great. He just posts pictures of random shit. He posts memes. Uh-huh. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing with social media. I need to talk to him. We both probably should talk to him more about this yeah, stuff. He's always posting photos of those uh, anime girls with yeah, giant titties. Yeah, dude. What? What? <laughs> like, and I'm I'm enjoying it. Like, it's whatever. You know. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I just uh, social media is so valuable. Is the conclusion of yeah, all absolutely. this? Yeah, Just uh, you know. Self-promotion is really where we have to be. Absolutely. And I, I work at I work at Amarillo Cellular Repair and you know, we actually don't do any advertising at all. Really? But you know, we're just fucking constantly, constantly, constantly busy. And you know, it's all word of mouth. And word of mouth is also a great tool. It's yeah, you know definitely. and like I'm sure that's like a huge thing for local comedy here, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like I tell people, Hey, Matt is super fucking funny. Let's go to his show and then boom, we're at the show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then now the friend that I brought last time with your with me to your show, they're probably gonna go without me next time and they'll bring a friend. You yeah, know what I mean? And that's, that's and that's that really works. applies to music mm-hmm. too. And it applies it applies to everything. And you know, word of mouth and social media are the opposite of each other pretty much yeah but in a in a lot of ways they're the same yeah they so, work together absolutely. absolutely and it's um i go i try to go out to live music as much as i can because yeah, i, I love you i love the music scene shows. here and uh yeah just like meeting getting to meet musicians is awesome because mm-hmm. you know you have that friendship and then you can support totally. each other and then it becomes yeah. a thing absolutely supporting supporting your artist friends is is the, is the best thing that you can do yeah you know? especially if you're an artist you know yeah I hate, I fucking cannot complain enough about people that are musicians that don't go out to other musicians' shows. Yeah, it's weird. And maybe if they have like really bad anxiety or something. But like other than that, like you should, like these are your like companions, you know? I'm rolling my eyes right now because, <laughs> because it's just like, fuck dude, if you want to be supported, go support. And I'm not saying that I, that I, that I go to every single local show. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if, 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 you know, a band's playing at golden light and I've got nothing to do, I'm going to go see him. For you sure. know what I mean? Because yeah. like, you know, maybe I'm just one dude that pays five bucks to get in. But I mean, you know, if I bring a friend with me or whatever, or yeah. if I even post about it, you know, and I, I try to go to pretty much every single one of my friends shows mm-hmm. and, you know, a lot of them do the same for me. And, you know, some people can't. Some people straight up just can't. Their schedules don't work out. Yeah. Some people have to ask off work months in advance just to play a show. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's totally understandable, too. Mm-hmm. Like, like my friend my friend Noah. Like, my friend Noah, um, he's he's a fucking very busy dude. And I know that he'd come to every show that he could mm-hmm. if, if he didn't have, you know, a family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 
if but when he can go he does yeah you know absolutely and it's just it's important to support your artist friends and also not even your artist friends just support your friends period you know yeah. but <laughs> Yeah, my thought process is like if if one person's winning, like we're all winning, like we're all we're all elevating Dude, together. It's being competitive and not supporting people is so fucking. It's so not not the way to do things. It doesn't like, work in this town. <laughs> yes, dude, it doesn't work anywhere. Like, just be nice to people, dude. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit! Like, don't give don't. It's not hard. It's not hard to be nice. Hours, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's but, funny. But yeah, that's my, my thought process is like, even if like I go to a local show and the band's like not that great, like there's something I can take away from it, you know, like for they're, sure, dude. they're still performing. I can get something, I can get something out of it. Absolutely, man. And, and maybe, maybe you'll meet a, a, a friend there, you know, yeah, like there's absolutely. just so many things and, you know, I had been really caught up in a anything where I went to every single local show that happened. And, you know, I learned a lot, learned a lot from, from other bands. You can learn a lot from, you can learn a lot from other artists. You know, I, I learn when I go and watch the comedy shows here in Emerald, I learned mm-hmm. something, I learned something about confidence or whether it be like the way that you guys flow between jokes and stuff, dude, kudos to you and Skylar dude on not being awkward. Cause holy shit, bro! I've gotten decent at it, but every fucking time I've ever tried to make someone laugh when I'm on stage, mm-hmm. it almost nine out of ten times has not happened, and it has actually just been the opposite, and they have been just like fucking dead silent. And I'm sure that's happened a couple times, cause like it's gonna happen when you play a ton of comedy shows. But yeah, dude. Oh, it's I. It's do, way harder do you than it plan, looks. Plan? Do you plan? Do you have like backup things that you say? Like if things are just going real fucking south and you're like, I forgot everything, mm-hmm. just got to say something. Do you have a joke that you just go to? I don't have, um, or uh, at least a couple of them. I don't plan on it, but yeah, I have, I have some go-to jokes that I know like are like my, that I can lean on if, if everything's going terrible. Uh-huh. And then, um, yeah, I mean, if that, if that doesn't work it, then I'm like, okay, well, this crowd just doesn't fucking like me. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel I feel you on that one. I I have a couple like go to things in between songs that I will say sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it can be kind of easy. Just be like, "How y'all feeling?" Mm-hmm. Point the mic at the crowd, and they will go, "Woohoo!" You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But every time I've tried to make a joke, I'm I'm definitely not not a comedian for fucking sure. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> It's just it's difficult. It's it's definitely something you it's trial and error. You have to you have to suck at it for Oh a yeah, bit. for yeah. sure. Like <laughs> I almost feel like I was better at it when I didn't think about it that much. Yeah, that's probably it. Like if you just don't think about it and you just yourself. That's just, something that I like always, always pay attention to when I'm watching comedy shows or mm-hmm. watching bands play is what do you say between songs? Because, mm-hmm. like one of my favorite things about my favorite band, Emerosa, is like Bradley the singer, um, which he's been like a really good mentor, mentor for me in my life. Um, he's just great between between songs. He's that just, is cool. He's just so he just knows knows how to talk to the crowd. And I love seeing that because that's you're 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 a stand up comedian in between songs, basically. That's what you have to do. Yeah. That's what you fucking <laughs> have to do. Like, and I've definitely definitely taken a couple tricks out of his book before, mm-hmm. and they work. And that's why going to shows as much as I can helps me, because I feel like when you're when you're a a musician you know 
you're pretty much just a combination of all the musicians that you like. Yeah. You know? Same with comedy. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's when people ask who your influences are, mm-hmm. that's like a nice way of asking like who you're trying to rip off. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I mean, that's really like, what it is. When I first started doing stand up, like twenty seventeen and like twenty eighteen, um, I didn't have any jokes. Like I was just trying to be like Anthony Jeselnik and Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh, dude, Daniel Tosh is I so was good. I was trying to be offensive to make up for my lack of be actually being funny and be probably kind of worked a little bit good too. Good writing jokes. It worked a little bit, but it was like the the longer I get, uh, the longer I do it, the more I progress, the like the less I've like tried to be offensive and I've just tried to be funny because like when I first started, I was just leaning on just shock everybody and then it was it wasn't it wasn't the real me. It was uh-huh. me. I was trying to be someone else. Mhm to like please the crowd but definitely i i and it's interesting like looking at the different different ways that like you and skylar are like different in Mm -hmm. the way that that you handle like your jokes and the way that you flow like between jokes it's because like it's almost like you and skylar have figured out a way to like make the flow a joke in itself Mm -hmm. which is just so impressive you know um i think it's really cool that one of my favorite things about Skyler is there's been times when I just straight up know that he's just winging it. Yeah. Like, and he's just good at that shit, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think it, that's, that's something you have to be good at is just being in the moment. Yeah, dude. And he, he's just a funny dude. He just knows how to, he just knows how to fucking make people laugh, you know, like mm-hmm. talking to the crowd and stuff. And the thing that I think that you're the best at is dude, the way that like, honestly, your offensive jokes are just so fucking clever, man. Like that, <laughs> like, like the fucking beyond, beyond one. You know what yeah, I'm talking yeah, about, yeah. dude. That's like my favorite thing. Like I've I've literally like told people that joke before. Like I've like you 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 got some writing skills for sure. Thanks, man. Yeah, I Thanks think a lot. It's, it's really cool. Like looking at how how different 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 artists are. You know. Mm-hmm. It's, and it can be comparable to painting and and however whatever yeah. else kind of art you're art you're doing you know yeah. and it, it feels so much better to not to know that I'm not trying to be like someone else you know like dude and I it took me a while to find my voice I and that's and that's so important even in music as well like I tried forever just to rip off all of my favorite bands and you know I would now I just kind of don't give a fuck and I'm just trying to do what makes me happy mm-hmm. you know and that's what you got to do and yeah, sure. Did I try to sound a little bit like Michael Jackson on this song? Maybe so. Maybe a little bit, but you know. I mean, that can happen unconsciously. You know? Yeah, it, it sure it sure can. But you know, like I said, when you're influenced by somebody, all that really means is who you're trying to subliminally rip off and change mm-hmm. it a little bit. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a very real thing. Yeah, oh, for sure. There's nothing original, as they like to say. Nope. That's every, especially music. Everything's been done. Mm-hmm. Find a way to combine songs make it different make it different yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you listened to uh leon bridges are you familiar with him uh, i've i believe i've heard a couple songs yeah he's uh he's brought back that like old school sound mm-hmm. yeah and totally it's dope as hell but it's just like uh you know he's obviously borrowing from another era and making it like i don't know what you call that pop i guess but it's dope as hell have you heard of greta van fleet yeah okay so Greta Van Fleet, that's borderline stealing. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like, they're so dope, and they like, you know, 
they they try to be like, nah, we're not influenced by Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's more Aerosmith. And I'm like, that's for one, a fucking lie. <laughs> and then for two, like Aerosmith is tight. So like I kind of see that one, but like yeah. you know, but do they give a fuck? No. no they're, they're selling awesome. out stadiums and shit, yeah. dude. Like, and like they, they're killing it. They have know? a sound that will appeal to everyone from the ages of twelve to eighty. Dude, why not why not borrow some borrow some tricks? Like don't rip anyone off on purpose. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like if if you want to make a song that has a Led Zeppelin vibe, make a song that has a Led has a Led Zeppelin vibe, dude. Mm-hmm. Like that's fine, you know. But to be fair, I think that the most the most unique artist out of Amarillo is probably Vamping. I think that like I've never really heard anything else like that. You I know? haven't either. They're they're just it's it's majestic. If you haven't been yeah. to a Vamping show, you have to you have to go check it's it out. It's dreamy. It feels yeah. you feel like you're floating when you listen to them. It's awesome, dude. And they they just did a music video. Um yesterday for nice. for their new single what was the the band he was in before vamping uh mount ivy yeah mm-hmm. mount ivy i saw them at uh i don't know if you've heard of it it's like a like the mtv unplugged version yeah at wt uh-huh. i forgot what it's called but uh i watched them perform live at wt and it's like this small room like mm-hmm. this it's really like well built for like a live performance uh-huh. and they like blew me away it was dope as fuck it was just him and one other guy he's like He's like uh, he has like long black hair, and he works at Golden Light. Um, Juan, yeah, it's probably him. He has but, short hair now, but I knew who you were talking about. Okay, yeah, it was just him and Broderick, just um, the only only two guys. Yeah, and they killed it. It was it was so cool to see. And WT has like such nice um, equipment. Yeah, they have like yeah. badass cameras and lighting. Yeah, it blew me away. Cool set up there. Yeah, Juan and Broderick are, are really really creative. I mean, they're, they're, all of the projects that they've been involved with have been really. Is Juan really... still in the band? Yeah, so um, Vamping was kind of Broderick's solo project oh, at okay. first, and then after Mount Ivy uh, split up, then they um, kind of made Vamping more of like a full band thing. So yeah, it turned out really good, and their 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 new stuff is really awesome. That oh, yeah. single should be coming out really soon, so everyone should go check that out when that's out. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Nina, Nina, join you on that one. So how did you uh, land on Rain Division? Like the name? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I really wanted... I, this, is, this is how every single band name has came about. It's when I'm at work and I'm just drawing on pieces of paper. Mm-hmm. And I just drew a cool little lightning bolt logo thing. And I was like, this is tight. I want to make a name out of this logo. Mm-hmm. And then that's how that came about. And I wanted to have something that was super easily brandable. So like, for example, the Red Hot Chili Peppers logo, yeah. like, just an I'm aspect. sure someone has drawn that on like thousands of papers when they were like in middle school. Mm-hmm. So you're just sitting there just drawing your favorite band's logo. You know what I mean? I want something that's drawable, something that's immediately recognizable. And, you know, there's a band called Black Veil Brides. They're kind of cringy and I'm not a, not a huge fan of their music, but um, the basis of that band was on a podcast. And he was talking about marketing and stuff. And he's like, dude, one of the biggest things ever was making a band name that had a logo that was just super, super like draw on paperable. Like, mm. you know, because you want to think about, yeah, yeah, let's check it out. See, look at that logo. Yeah, it's a nice picture. logo. It's just super, super fucking simple and it's super easy. Super Looking kind of like uh, Marilyn Manson, right? Yeah, they're kind of, they're kind of what I like to call a cringe core band, but you know, they're killing it in their, in their own, in their own, you know realm of things and you know they're obviously very uh 
um, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> they really have their own look, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's kind of borrowed from, from several, several bands, like, but like you know, they've got their own thing. And, Kiss and, and Marilyn cool. Manson had a child. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> actually very, very like maybe a mo- little bit of Motley Crue Motley as well. Crue, I could see that. Yeah. So, but it's just cool that they have, you know, they have like a little drawable logo and I, I think that's super important, you know, that and is it, dope. And just, you know, if you want to get some hats or shirts made, you just put your logo on there and boom, you don't even have to think of a design. You just put your logo on there. Absolutely. Another, another good one is maybe, uh, like Foo Fighters, the, the cover of concrete and gold. The two F's. Um, yeah, the two F's is just like made in like a little diamond thing, and it's just so recognizable and cool, and like mm-hmm. everybody knows everybody knows what it is, you know. And I think that's I think it's super important for for marketing and stuff. I'm trying to think of bands that just have like one. Look, I guess um, is it Rolling Stones that have the tongue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's iconic. That logo, yeah, iconic, dude. Yeah, absolutely iconic. Wonder if there's any other ones that I can think of. I'm looking through my phone. Right Drake now. has an owl. Um. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a little less recognizable, but yeah. No, it's like or like the weekend has like XO. That's like his thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, let me see. What else we got here? Oh yeah, so this is a judge the fuck out of me, please. But this is a K-pop band called XO. Oh yeah, and K-pop's uh, killing it, dude. It's the fucking dopest stuff ever. I saw uh, um, two two K-pop singers got arrested for having sex in a hotel room with uh with two women. It wasn't even like underage women. Hell it was, yeah. They just had sex and they like got kicked out of their little group. Yeah, because like, apparently it's like insanely frowned upon it's to have so, any sort of sexual it, relations. It's so frowned upon, yeah. If you're a it's, performer, I yeah. don't. <laughs> I don't it, there's some crazy shit, but like, see, look, they're they're called EXO, so it's like EXO, and like their logo is just so perfect. Nice. It's awesome, yeah. That's a. Yeah, they, they, they've got it figured out. It's because they're Asian and they're good at geometry. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe I need to need to hit one of them up. I should have should have back in the day when I was in school. <laughs> Draw me a shape. Yep do no no never mind that's a good idea i need yeah. to uh come up with a cool cc you logo do, dude you need you need to come up with something with something i think I, I you could do something like uh you know maybe like uh it sounds kind of silly but you know maybe just like an m right and then like the v mm-hmm. shape in the middle of the m could be like yeah. a different color or something even as simple as that yeah. recognizable people know what it is and you can make shirts you need to make merch sir you and Skylar both. That Marge is something is that I idea. have noticed you guys do not do that you need to do because you're missing out on some money there. We have Yellow City shirts, but we don't have anything with our names on them, which is yeah, make some, the make logical some thing your step. Name on it, dude. Because Yellow City doesn't really mean anything without a face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> like go and go and make go and make a you know just make a couple of shirts. Just just pay somebody like fifty bucks. Hit up Free Cheese Prints. You know they'll mm-hmm. make you something. They'll, no, I they'll can I can definitely get some cheap shirts. Um, yeah, dude, and like it's such a good way to support yourself, you know. And yeah. even if, and I don't know, I don't know what how like the getting paid situation works in comedy, but you know, if you, um, you know, play a show or whatever, and there's not that many people there, but two people buy a twenty dollars shirt, yeah, you kind of just got your night paid for. That makes you know, up cool. for everything. Yeah, yeah. Then your your five minute drive from your house to the eight oh six was mm-hmm. was for forty dollars. Cool, and you had fun while doing it. You know, absolutely, and. 
boom, merch is a great, and it's a great thing to promote yourself mm-hmm. too. What you I know? need to do is get a videographer. Nikki Cortez yes. came in here with a cameraman. Yes. And I was like, damn, this guy's on his, on his P's and Q's. As yeah, they say. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I should have, I should have been on, been on that game too. Um, here, give me one second. That's one thing I noticed. Uh, you mentioned Steve Hofstetter. Have you heard of Andrew Scholes? Yes. Yes. Okay, he's yeah. awesome. He's great. He he records every set with like a high quality camera and just uploads everything to YouTube. And he's killing the game. Yeah, he's he's super funny. I was actually watching his stuff the other day at work. Um, doesn't he have his own podcast too? Yeah, he's got one with Charlemagne the God. And then he's got one called Flagrant. Flagrant 2. Uh-huh. But yeah, he's on two podcasts. He's just... He's an animal. Yeah, he's super funny. Um, another dude that I've... Do you know who Burt Kreischer is? Oh, I love Burt. Oh. I listen to his podcast. Dude, he is a genius. I think he's I think he's the best comedian ever. I was actually going to mention him earlier because you talked about uh, how important social media is. He's he, on that shit so hard, bro. He, he blew knows up. what the fuck he's he doing. He went viral because of that machine the story. The machine thing, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows that. Even like people that are not huge on comedy, it's because it was on Facebook. It was everywhere on yeah, Facebook. That was before I knew who he was and mm-hmm. I remember watching that video and being like, damn, who is this dude? So funny, dude. All I mean, of his videos. Now. Have you seen... Have you? I'm sure you've gone through the like popular videos of him on YouTube before, mm-hmm. have you? Dude, he just knows what the fuck he's doing, man. He's, I love him so much. I love his laugh every time yes, I, every dude, time I hear yes. him on a podcast and he tries to talk while he's laughing. <laughs> he has one of those like contagious like Seth Rogen laughs. Yeah. That is absolutely. just funny, dude. It's just funny. I could just dude could just get up on stage and laugh and it would just be great. <laughs> and he's like such a like good like family guy. Yeah, dude. He's, he's just in in like that's, that's that's one reason why he's so why he's so successful is because all of his content's very relatable mm-hmm. and that's, you know, comparable to music and stuff as well. Yeah. You know, he's the, like a, like a cool stepdad, you know, <laughs> yeah, dude, the people that are killing it the most in art are the people that are making relatable shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's one reason why I'm really stoked about ambivalence too, is because, you know, it's just, it's just a breakup song. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, it can be interpreted in a lot of ways. I know what it means to me, mm-hmm. but you know, someone might listen to that song when it comes out on Valentine's day, this this coming Valentine's Day, they might listen to that when they're sad, and you know it could relate to their situation, and yeah. that's and that's ultimately what I wanted to do, you know, starting up music, because I heard heard a song mm-hmm. and it connected with me in a way that nothing ever had before, and I just wanted to, you know, recreate that. What does uh, ambivalence mean to you? The song or 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 the word? The word. The, the word ambivalence to me. Um, kind of means, you know, having mixed feelings Mm -hmm. about something or someone and not really being sure. Mm -hmm. Um, The song was definitely um, originally about something else Mm -hmm. in the beginning. Um, But then, uh, then after my girlfriend and I split up, definitely became, became about that. And it, 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 it still applied, you know, Um, the, big lyric out of the song is uh, a heart that doesn't know the difference from ambivalence and being good is just as bad. It's probably my favorite line that I've ever written. And you know, I like that. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm very proud of it because it can just be applied in so many different, so many different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I did feel ambivalence about, about that situation. It was very, very big life change, very big, you know, uh, change in my life. And you know, you, 
you've got mixed feelings about it. Everyone's got mixed feelings about it. You know, it's nice. got mixed feelings about everything. And I think it's important to understand that you don't have to know how you feel about mm-hmm. something. You don't, you, you aren't required to, you know, if, if you have a, a bad relationship and like, it's definitely toxic for both of you. It's okay to like, not, not just want to get rid of it. And it's okay because we're humans and we have feelings and, yeah. you know, you know, so it's like, if you're, if you're in a bad situation with a, with a man or a woman and you know, things are going South and you break up and you're like, damn, I know I shouldn't feel like I, you know, missed that or, you know, I shouldn't feel this bad about it. Like, that's cool. Like mm-hmm. you're allowed to, and that's what the song's about, you know? Nice. Okay. You're, you can, you can feel however, like your feelings are valid no mm-hmm. matter what they are. Yeah. And you don't have to make your mind up on how you feel because the only person that should matter to is you. Yeah. You know? And there's no normal way to feel. After exactly. That. Fuck that. Something Fuck like that. that. You know what I mean? If who says, who says that, who says that you have to, you know, there's not a fucking census that goes around saying like, <laughs> how are you feeling? Yes or no. So definitely. Yeah. That's the, that's the, kind of the deeper meaning of the song. So I'm not going to lie to you. I looked up uh, the definition of ambivalent on my phone uh-huh. cause I don't want you to see me type it in the laptop. <laughs> so yeah, that's good. <laughs> I'm a, I, I have a, I'd like to say that I have a large vocabulary despite being dyslexic as fuck. So mm-hmm. It doesn't doesn't really show too much in my songs, but um, that was that's the one. <laughs> Quite how you say verbose, indeed. It's my indeed. word. Indeed, that's a good one. Yeah, I was trying to match it. That's that's good. <laughs> I don't know if I used that word correctly. <laughs> you might not have, but you know what? Who gives a fuck? I'm pretty yes. sure there's like a hundred words that I say in the wrong context in every every day of my life. <laughs> Indubitably. I think that was used in the correct contents, but yes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking dull, dude. Hell yeah. So, uh, you started, when did you start, uh, like recording music? When did you start taking like, uh, music seriously? I guess so, is the best way to word that. The way that it all started was, um, I was in high school on the swim team. That was what I did before music. I was I was kind of a did was you, kind of a. Did you grow up here? Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Nice. I didn't even know we had swim teams. Was it Amarillo yeah. High? Uh, Tascosa. So I was dating this girl, kind of like a first love situation, whatever. And I was going to go to college for swimming. Like I was I was pretty fucking good. I did I did butterfly, and Michael Phelps good. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> he's a freak of nature. But um, so like. Dating this girl or whatever, you know, first, first ever kind of like a real relationship, you know, when I was like fucking 16, whatever. So she broke up with me and I was really sad. It was pretty fucking sad as one, as one is. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, music was kind of the thing that like got me through that first, that was like the first like rough situation that I ever went to. And I'm Mm -hmm. very, very blessed and lucky that that was the first, like a very privileged thing of me to say, but Mm -hmm. you know, it was like probably the first like rough thing that I ever went through and music really got me through that and the band Emerosa specifically um I heard a song by them called I'll Just Wait and that song made me feel a certain thing that I had never felt before and that was like that I that I wasn't the only one feeling how I'm feeling right now and I 
like made it my goal to, you know, make other people feel that way too, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it was, it's a beautiful thing, you know, and music can be interpreted in all types of ways, just like ambivalence means definitely something different to me than it might to you, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh, I did just explain the full meaning. So like you totally might feel the same way about it, but, um, you know, I wanted to join a band and I just kind of wanted to start making music and I hit the singer of Amorosa up on Instagram and, um, told him how much the song meant to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, like this song changed my life. Like I want to be in a band now. Like, I just wanted to say, thank you. You might not even read this as famous people don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and he replied and he was like, Hey man, like I'll give you vocal lessons, you know, like we could, wow. we could do that and help get you started or whatever. And so, yeah, that's, that's how that came to be. We just that's did vocal lessons over Skype. Yeah. That's so, the coolest story ever. It's pretty fucking cool. Origin <laughs> story. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, and he, he, he actually, in his spare time when he's not touring, he, he still teaches, he teaches a lot of students now. And, um, yeah, we still take vocal. I still do vocal. I have one with him on Monday. So what day is it? Sunday. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow. I have one with him tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. But, uh, um, hey, don't forget. Yeah. So, um, and that, that kind of came about. And so I started taking lessons with him and then I started my first band, which was Silent Terrace with my, with my good friend, uh, Garrett Freemel and then Drew Freemel, um, and Evan Bailey. And we played at some, some rundown venue that wasn't a venue for like this music festival thing for a charity. And man, I just had never felt so alive and it was awesome. And we played tons of shows, um, that summer and we recorded, we only recorded one song, but it, it's still a banger to this day. I go back and listen to it sometimes. Nice. And, uh, yeah, dude, Drew was a god, god on guitar. He was, he was one of the best, best there ever was. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it all started out and, you know, just never, never really stopped. And then after Silent Terrace broke up, uh, the Leo came about and that was my, kind of started off with my solo project. Um, then I had been taking lessons with Bradley still, and I was telling him about how like, man, I want to do another band, but I don't really have anyone to do it with. And he's like, we'll do a solo record and, you know, come down with me here in LA and, and we'll, we'll, we'll make you a solo record. You wow. Know? So, um, went down there and, you know, really re- worked hard on writing the songs for it and fucking stayed on the <laughs> couch of <in> my <laughs> favorite singer my favorite band for like a week in la it was wow really cool yeah it was a super cool thing and and he's like was that your first time to meet him no i i had I'd met him at like shows oh, okay. and stuff like i'd gone to i've gone seen seen him a lot and um and he's he's been a really really great great mentor to me and he's helped helped me in a lot of things in life and um you know i uh and he also featured on one song on wild which is really cool um on the title track and, uh, I mean, honestly, dude, like most everything that has came about in my music success and career, even though there's not like really much to show for it has been from him. That's like badass, he's dude. been, he's been great. Like, you know, he helped me with starting the Leo and mm-hmm. getting that, getting that going. And then, and then with this new project, like I was telling him about how I like want to change genres and stuff. And I was like, do you know anyone that I could like? you know, hit up to like write with like that could, you know, help me kind of dive into the genre. And he's like, Oh, my guitarist. And I was like, 
okay, yeah, sweet. So oh, I yeah. started writing with ER, and, and they've been both really cool to me, and it's awesome, dude. It's been it's been literally ah, fuck. That's so crazy. That's like my life. It's like it's like come full circle. Like yeah, the that's incredible. Like I'm literally writing a, a record with with the band that got me into doing music. Yeah, that's wild. That's no pun intended. Or that was was that pun intended? Since wild was the name of that record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah nice. pun intended. Sick, cool. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of how it all came about. And, all, uh, all that from an Instagram message. All that from a fucking Instagram message, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's badass. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's definitely I've never story like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's uh it's been a cool journey, and I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. Yeah, don't stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. rocking. Um, what is your plan? Do you have like a like a long term goal where you um, want to be? Well, I can't really say. Or short term. I can't really say too much about the long term. There's something in the works, and I fucking hate. Don't fucking hate me. I hate when local bands are like, "Big things coming soon." Yeah. Fucking stay posted. There's like an actual, an actual like big important thing, really soon that that is in the works, and mm-hmm. I'm really really stoked about it. Um, so I'm honestly just kind of waiting on that see what happens with that um and you know the plan is to just get these next couple songs done and just kind of kind of have fun with it for now yeah and then um you know really get get the marketing thing good and play a couple play a couple local shows after after we kind of get some get some buzz around the around the singles and then um gonna see if this uh thing wow i've never had to not talk about something and it's making me really want to fucking talk about it i dare you um, to talk about it what but uh <laughs> um as soon as i get that that possible really cool deal figured out then then things will be things will be rocking and rolling that's exciting <laughs> yes sir i like this mystery yeah it's it's a mystery stay tuned follow us on uh facebook and uh instagram how do we follow you you follow me by um let's see I mean, I shouldn't. I should have this. He shit doesn't know his Instagram handle. Well, true. Instagram is just Rain Division Band. Um, nice. Go follow us on there, and then uh, on Facebook, it's just Rain Division. So um, I didn't even know you had pages up already. Yep, we've got uh, we've got fifty one followers as as we speak. Fifty two. Oh, fifty two. Fuck yeah. And three posts. Yep. Oh, so. that's a cool little uh, logo. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that was made by my good friend Omar. He's he's a really cool graphic designer. This is the. Hey, look, it's the piano man. Yep, that's that's the dude I was talking about. That's the man himself. Um, um, I need to get a picture up there of of my drummer Andrew. He's he's been he's been my homie. He's been like my ride or die in all of this. He's really stuck stuck with me and and really trusted me with everything. It's a little sneak peek of. You need to get but, a picture of yourself. Yeah, I need to work on what that. What are you doing? So that's like the, it's like the final logo. That's right really there. cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I should probably post that on the band's Instagram. Dig <laughs> it. See, I still have got a lot to learn about about marketing. But debut single coming winter twenty nineteen. Winter twenty nineteen, aka I need to change that to Valentine's Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah. Stop lying so to the all people. I'll be, be sad together. Following yes. zero people. Yep. I need to go follow myself. That's what I need to do. <laughs> Let me see if you were tagged in anything. Nope, no. not yet. 
It's not all good. yet. But uh, big things are coming. Big, <laughs> big things coming. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really stoked about the single. Um, there. Hopefully, we're trying to trying to work it out with a music video for it. So there should should also be a music video for the for ambivalence. Nice. Yep. So, you got any ideas on it? Can you reveal those details? Oh, uh, I kind of want it to be a surprise. It'll be. That's fair. It'll be pretty cool. Um, it'll be a very. We're gonna have Scott. Scott do it for us. Do you know Scott from Eight Hundred Six? From Eight Hundred Six, yeah. 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 Nice. He's, actually, he's not at the Eight Hundred Six anymore. He just got a new job, but he's fucking brilliant. I he's asked brilliant him a long camera. time ago to be on the podcast, and I totally forgot about it. Dude, get I, him on. He's so intelligent, and he knows. Yeah. He's so so. He's he's a great guy. I need he's, to reach out to him again. I can't, I can't wait to do to do to do the video with him. It's gonna be really cool. Um, he did vampings yesterday. And I was actually in Vamping's music video. Hell so yeah! That was, Is that out yet? Uh, no, it won't be out. I don't. I don't know the exact date. I'm I've listened sure. to a handful of songs on Spotify. Vamping. I uh-huh. didn't even think about music videos. I got to go watch. Yeah, see, I don't know if they, they have got. any music videos out now. Um, but uh, this one is gonna be fucking incredible, dude. Oh yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be great. That's exciting. So yeah, man, that's that's about. That's about all I've got for you on the on the whole band thing, but I'm really I'm really excited about it, and I think that I definitely think that it's the most. Um, I don't want to say for 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 the Amarillo music scene, I, I think that it is that it is going to be very refreshing. Mm-hmm. I think that I don't I don't there's nothing like this like like this out right now, mm-hmm. and like that's I I feel like I've found my niche finally, mm-hmm. and it's a great feeling. Do you plan on um, keeping your home base here in Amarillo or uh, like moving out to L.A.? Um, have you thought about that? I've thought about it a little bit. Um, kind of taking one step at a time right now. Yeah, um, that's fair. I think that I just got to gotta get these next couple songs done and then and then the, the whole 10-year uh, will come along. We'll figure For out sure. the 10-year yeah. plan. Yeah. One step at a time. Yes, sir. So, yeah, I probably... I think if I was to gravitate towards a, towards another area, probably like Dallas. Yeah, Dallas. I'm thinking about moving to Coppell there. So uh, is that or, a town outside of Dallas? It's yeah. I guess it's not. Yeah, yeah. It's like kind of in DFW. Okay. It's all all the same fucking thing. Yeah, there's like <laughs> there's much. like 15 cities. Yeah, yeah, that we all call Dallas. So uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I feel like even there, they're like yeah, um, just that way. Like they, <laughs> they don't yeah. even know what to fucking call it. <laughs> Like I've had family that lived in Plano. Uh-huh. Plano is nice, dude. Plano is yeah. a nice. That's a nice just place. Dallas. Just, yeah, it's just, Dallas. Yeah, unless it's all I'm there, Dallas. it's Dallas. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's funny. It's kind of like also like in New York, like everywhere is just New York. Yeah, because they have giant boroughs. <laughs> giant boroughs. That's what they call them. Yeah, I guess that's that's a, it's a fact. Brooklyn. Fact. Yeah, I have a friend that just moved to Brooklyn and he's living it up there. Does he like it? Yeah, it's expensive but he's enjoying himself i've heard yeah. yeah it looks fun though yeah i don't know i don't know if i could handle that i think i think it'd be fun to visit i don't know if it'd be fun to live there but who knows like i don't think living in la would be fun either like yeah. when i was there recording my record we finished a lot sooner than we thought we would and i had like three days just to fuck around in la and it got i got really fucking bored i got really 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 fucking bored yes why why is that i mean like People complain about not having anything to do in Amarillo, but mm-hmm. like you got to realize if you're living in a crazy place like LA or Dallas, have fun driving two hours just to go have your one fun thing to do for like an hour. And then you got to drive two hours back home. Like in LA traffic is fucking 
unreal. You know what I mean? Like yeah, going sense. anywhere in Dallas takes an hour, mm-hmm. like a whole fucking hour to go eat somewhere, dude. Like mm-hmm. it's like have fun, like you know. Yeah. That's <laughs> now, true. do I still want to live somewhere like that? Yes, but I think that people give Amarillo too much shit. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a great place. Yeah. I mean, it's easy when you've lived here your whole life and not experienced anything else. Yeah, totally, definitely. You know, um, we've got we've got shit to do here. Just yeah, just go find it. You know, come talk on a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, do whatever. Talk on my <laughs> podcast. Yeah, dude. Yeah, hit up hit up Matt. Get on this podcast. It's hit the up best Luke. one. Talk about ambivalence. Yeah. Find out what it means to you. Yeah, find out what ambivalence means to you. Listen on, to it on Valentine's Day. On Valentine's Day, yes. Hopefully there'll be a music video too, so you can see. 2020 what it means as well you can feel it yes sir <laughs> feel it in your soul so will the video drop the same day should be yes that's dope yeah so that's exciting hopefully. it's gonna be it's gonna be cool is it, are there gonna be like is it gonna be a video that like you know when they rock bands have videos and they're like none of the members are even a part of it mm. it's gonna be one of those things um hmm. like i will be the main focus of it we haven't yeah. ironed out the details and this I can maybe give you one little hint that there might be some choreography involved. Nice. Yes. Some some good old dancing in there. That's yeah. exciting. Been very interested in the art of dance lately. I think it's tight. You taking dance lessons? I'm working on that, yeah. Nice. Yeah, That's dude. exciting. Dude, people people need to fucking dance more. I'm ready. People do need to dance more. Yeah, dude. Like Pants off dance like off. Like I've talked about K pop earlier, like I don't know how I got into that, but shit's cool. All those dudes are so cool looking and they all can dance and sing their asses off mm-hmm. and their shows are just incredible. Like Michael Jackson, like he was an amazing dancer and that was like half of, that was half of Michael Jackson was like the fact that he was as good of a dancer as he was, yeah. you know, his, his like, ability to move. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. He was yeah. great, and that Absolutely. made made it worth going to the show and not not just listening to the you mm-hmm. know listening to the to the songs by themselves. You know, you got to give people a reason to come out to the shows now. You have to. It's a good point. Yeah, you can't just you can't just be a boring ass band who plays your songs. You give them a reason. Like Vamping's reason is because their light show and like their stage presence is just so like <sighs> like you said earlier. It's like holy, dude. It's like fucking holy. I need to see a light show. That's yeah. dope. I haven't seen them do anything with lights. Yeah, they're, they they've got a guy named Micah that does their does their sound and like lights stuff, and you know their shows are just incredibly put together. And you know, I'd like to say that the reason you should come out to a Rain Division show is because I like to I like to jump around and and have fun and you know get people involved to get get the crowd involved and you know just have a nice little rowdy mm-hmm. time. It's going to be interesting playing this stuff live because I've never not been in a rock band where I'm jumping yeah. around and being crazy. So I'm going to have to kind of reevaluate my stage presence for this, but it'll be fun. I think the songs will translate a little bit heavier live mm-hmm. um, than they do on record, but it'll be fun figuring out how to how to be a frontman again. Are you <laughs> still going to have uh, the iconic like red microphone? Of course. Yeah. yeah. And the yeah. jacket? Of, duh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> dude. Why, look at that red lightning bolt in the middle of that logo. Yeah. Red's still the vibe. That's the only nice. thing that we kept. That's the only thing we kept from the old band is the the red thing. Yeah. That's exciting. Even even got 
got this on there. You can't really see it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Is that? It's kind of crusty right now, but yeah. Is that new? Yeah, it's pretty new. Fresh ink. Yeah, fresh. He has ink. a red lightning bolt on his wrist. Yeah, it's pretty tight. It's pretty cool. I should post a picture of it on the. That's, see, you that's, should, yeah, dude. Post picture. Get on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah, dude. I need to fucking get a. Head. I'm <laughs> I'm sitting here talking about how social media is like the tool of the future, and I'm not even fucking using it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Gotta gotta get that branding. Gotta get it good to go. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. All right. This seems like a good point to bring up the wrap-up questions. You've probably heard them. Have you listened to any of the recent episodes? Nope, not not Oh, yeah. I prefer that. Cool. So, I ask a series of wrap-up questions, and then we end the podcast. Okay. What is your definition of success? Definition of success is, is doing what you love and living a comfortable life. Okay. And that can that can range from being a fucking millionaire, being in a crazy successful band, or that can mean playing a show once a month and having a family and just enjoying life. I think just enjoying your life is truly the true definition of success. That's a great answer. All right. If you can make everyone in the world do something for 30 days, everyone has to do it uh, regardless of what it is, what would you make them do and why? <laughs> Can I answer twice? Because the real answer is like, I would just say everybody be nice. Mm -hmm. Like just fucking be nice for like 30 days and let's just see what happens. You know what I mean? Like everybody. Everybody be nice. Everybody just be nice. But then like part of me also wants to be like do push-ups or some shit like for like 30 (laughs) days. You know what I mean? Like just just make them do something fucked up for like 30 days and maybe it'll make them be nice. Like man, you see what we had to do for 30 days, bro? Like... Yeah, so it's I. It, I'm gonna go with either being nice or or push-ups. Yeah, I mean, maybe if you do push-ups, you don't have time to be mean, you know. Yeah, exactly, dude. You don't have time to fucking do anything to cry. <laughs> I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was talking about uh, that sober October they did, mm-hmm. where they were like all working out hard and like trying yeah. to beat each other with points. Uh-huh. Uh, you got points with your heart rate staying at a certain level. Yeah. And he was like, I work. I was working out like six hours a day. And I was like, fuck. I was so tired that I just didn't give a fuck about anything. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have time. I didn't imagine. I didn't care. Yeah. Like, I was just fuck exhausted. It's like, that's probably, a, <laughs> that's a good way to be nice. Yeah, push-ups, dude. <laughs> like, nothing's going to piss push-ups you off. Push-ups make you be nice. Nothing's going to piss you off if you're too exhausted <laughs> to be pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, that's oh, good. Man. Okay. Great. If you could take a time machine and uh, go to any part of your life, um, in the past or in the future, where would you go and what would you tell yourself? Fuck. Okay, there's something fresh on my mind right now, and it's that I'm having issues with my car that I spent way too much fucking money on, and mm. I'm having a lot of issues with it. Um, right now, I would say don't buy that car, Luke, in 2016. Don't do that. But... um realistically i would probably say um this is kind of sad and shitty but um don't invest too much in people that are not going to invest in you i would go back like a long ass time ago Mm -hmm. and tell myself that that's good advice and it's not too not too shitty kind of hear about that on ambivalence on february 14th (laughs) valentine's day (laughs) so hint hint yep it's probably probably what i'd do i feel that no with the car thing um, every time I make a big purchase, I get remorse immediately. Yeah, oh, fuck, man. buyer's remorse, this man. It's gonna suck. It's a bitch. 
It is a bitch. Fucking, I should have listened to all the people about Mustangs. I should have listened to them. Mm, is oh, it, it was a V8? A, it was a. It was the EcoBoost, so the, like the four cylinder with the turbo in mm. it. Cool car. Fucking blew up though. Damn. Twice. That's rough. Yeah, it's very rough. Seven thousand dollars rough. What year is it? Four or uh, fifteen. Mm. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck it. I hate it. I uh. I don't have to worry about Mustangs because I feel too big to get inside them. So yeah, I feel, I, feel, <laughs> I, I can't relate on that one. I'm like five ten, like little. I'm like a buck fifty. But uh, I feel like people would just laugh at me if they saw me getting in a Mustang. Getting out of like a tiny ass car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had a Mitsubishi Lancer as my first car, and like for the first week, all my friends just laughed at me. They're like, "You're way too big for this." But eventually, they got used to it. Yeah. It's funny. I haven't bought any small cars since. So yeah, I, I still gotta <laughs> figure out what my next big fuck up purchase is. So there will be plenty. On, working on that tomorrow, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be great. Can't wait to can't wait to pick another car that's gonna fucking explode. Yeah, hopefully not. Yeah, I really hope not. I need to knock <laughs> on this fucking table a bunch of times and <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would that's what I would tell past Luke. Nice. Yes, sir. All right. If, uh, what was the next question? Can you remember a time that you laughed the hardest? Hmm. I don't know if my parents are going to listen to this. So there's a, there's, there's a true answer. They don't even know me. So they, but I'm, I'm going to post about it. I'm going to share oh, it around. Okay. I'll tell you that later. I'll tell, okay. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that later. But recently, um, <laughs> This is so fucking dumb. I'm gonna pull it up. It was a video. It's on. It's actually on Shinigama's page. Nice. Yeah. On his it. Instagram. Yes. Let's. Oh yeah, I forget. Pull that you it up. It. You have it on on here. Technology. Yeah, this TV is still okay. fairly new. I mean, it's not a new TV, but it's new in the studio. Okay, so scroll down. I'll let you know when it's when it's getting there. It was it was a pretty fucking long time ago. Asian titties. He's got a lot of Asian titties. Yeah, he loves them. They're nice. Oh no! Well shaped. It? He took it off. Maybe so. No, I don't think he did. Here, go to go to his profile because I think his profile is also named Shinigama. Is there another one? Yeah, I think so. Oh wait, old profile was Shinigama. Yeah, go to that one. Yeah. Okay. Scroll way fucking down. It'll be be somewhere. Let's see. Wasn't that long ago but it was hold on sorry i want to see that juice world post me trying to join my (laughs) i I saw that one okay sorry um oh okay all right it's right there um the one right to the right of keanu reeves face i can't remember laughing this hard at something in a long time when the church pastor drops a sick breakdown on satan's bitch (laughs) and then the lord said just people losing their shit in church um as they do is that real i've always wondered yeah, it that. had to have been it fucking had to have been no i mean i know they're really doing that but is it like are they doing it or is it like 
is God like shaking their bodies? You know, I don't know. Man. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know. I've never experienced such a thing. <laughs> I haven't either. It's like it's a very small percentage of congregations that do things like that. Yeah, so it's like definitely. Do they know something we don't know, or are they just <laughs> are they pranking us? I don't know. I don't know either, man. Which is a great segue into my next question. What do you think happens when you die? I'm going to be very short with this one. I don't know. It's a good answer. I'd like to think that I do, but I truly don't. It's a solid response. Yep. Yeah. Sorry, that's not in-depth enough. I just don't have an, I don't, I don't really have I anything mean, to say on you it. You could go in as depth as you wanted to, but the... You'd eventually land on, I don't know. So Yeah, exactly. That's so <laughs> factual. Yep. That's see? There we go. That's as deep as it needs to get. Wonderful. I might leave a link for that Instagram. Cause that was a lot of noise that Please nobody do. no one got to see. Um anyway, ambivalence, February fourteenth. Yes, Valentine's Day. Check it out. Um follow us on Instagram. Follow um, Rain Division. Like us on Facebook. Um yeah, check it out and share it around and stuff, and it'll be cool, man. It'll i got to open up another tab. Okay, last thing I want to do is uh, leave everyone out with a song. What is your favorite song right now? Um, my favorite song right now is called Sleep Talk by Dayseeker. This sounds exciting. Yes, I love it so much, and I have listened to it so much. All right, I will pull that up. Sleep Talk. Day secret. Shouts out to my boy Nick for 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 putting me onto this. This is like an inside joke between him and I now because I ask him every single day how many times has he listened to Sleep Talk, and he's been like at least ten. Okay, I was I was trying to make sure that an ad wasn't gonna play. Dope. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Well, yeah, man. Thanks so for the podcast. Peace out. Chuck